Hello. Welcome to part three, the third. Yes. Buongiorno. Um, Indeed. Uh, We've all introduced ourselves multiple times. So I think if you all introduce yourself as the player and then just state your character name and we'll just get to it. Okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Kai and I'm playing Charlie. And Uni, I'm playing Larry. Oh, hi, I'm Al. I'm playing uh, uh, Shorts Kid. I am Snail, and I'm playing Snailian, original OC Do Not Steal. Which becomes more ironic every time I hear it, because Snailian is your original character. But anyway, <laughs> we move on. Uh, everyone is delightful. If you don't know the characters, sorry, it's there's been two games before this. You can catch up. It'll be good. Um, so, yes, at present, the, the crew have done quite a lot of snooping about on the train where a murder has occurred. And, um, yeah, they did really well at gathering evidence in... Where did you go? You went to the bathroom and the bathing car and the library, and you did real good in there. And you have collected statements from Dora and Ludwig. So, you have... Plenty more people to talk to, plenty more places to go. What do you want to do first? Uh, I want to go talk to cooking uh, kit, if that was a thing we could still do. Absolutely. Uh, everybody else want to do that? Or, you know, there's four of you, you can split the party like you did last time? I think so. Is cooking kit in uh, the number one car or is cooking kit in uh the dining car cuisine kit is currently in her lodgings in the first class carriage yes yeah so that's where we are right now so i just want to take a little detour and be like hey cooking kit what's up okay so we've got shorts kit definitely going to see cuisine kit um i would say that um in general uh Snailian does like to, like, clear out entire cars before, like, they move on. But in specific this time, Snailian is sort of, like, slid up Charlie's back and is currently just hanging... Charlie's back. Sorry, Larry's back and is just hanging out around Larry because Larry is a smart... Charlie's back. All right. So... So they're they're just hanging around the brain cell, and whatever Larry's doing, Snailian is along for the ride. Oh no! Is Larry the brain cell? That's distressing. Larry, <laughs> do we even have a brain cell? I don't think we do. Comparatively, Larry is the brain cell. Okay. Like, the brain cell. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, he's a six in a group of threes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be like. No, 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 I self-diagnosed It's absolutely accurate. <laughs> Don't yet. I'm not going to argue to you. Um, Charlie is mostly, uh, since discovering the whole, okay, yeah, no, they're just filming another movie, we're all being watched here, is very much going, ah, this could potentially be dangerous, you know, more dangerous than a murder, murderer, less dangerous than a murderer, still dangerous. He wants to look after the kid because he doesn't want the kid to kind of get hurt or anything. So he's going to follow wherever Shorts Kid's going. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right. Well, if uh, they're going to go talk to Cuisine Kit, 
I guess Larry will bite the bullet and go talk to Moves. Oh, sweet. Alrighty. Oh, that's going to go so well. Um, okay, so... It's going to be something special. <laughs> Okie dokie. I'm going to say just because there's been so much eagerness to see Cuisine Kit, we'll do Shorts Kid and uh, Charlie first, and then we'll hop over to DJ Moves. So you can be doing this at the same time, basically. Phenomenal. Uh, in order yeah. to in order to do this, I'm going to ask you all to make a perception check in the first class carriage, because again, none of these doors have a nameplate on. You have to try and figure out where they are. There are only two doors left, so, you know, it's 50-50 anyway. Okay. Uh, hold on a second, because I didn't actually have my sheet up, because I'm smart okay. like that. Um, uh, perception is wisdom, right? All right, that's a straight D20. Yay. I just like <laughs> making you roll. Oh, that's a two. That's Ooh. a two. Ooh. Short kid, you ain't seeing shit. No, oh, just oh, like there are right, two doors. D20. I'm so sorry. I just like there spaced are two out. Doors no, it's okay. And, we're all, uh, all getting into it. Shorts kid just walks into the wall. Yep. <laughs> there are two doors. One of them only tells truth, and the other only tells lies. However, fortunately, uh, you what have people with you. Say if you have. You have people with you who have apparently slightly more of a clue because we've got two 11s, which isn't great. However, Larry, you you got a 16. So one of these two doors, you can't hear anything. Right, so. You, you can't hear anything behind one of these doors at all. Uh, on the other hand, one of the other doors, you can hear someone kind of scratching on something. <laughs> I'm not well, talking at my chamber door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sort of shh, 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 shh. I think... I should go in and Shorts Kid then just alternates looking between the two doors and slowly getting close to each one of them in turn while looking slowly straight back at the group. Like, you know that gif of the professor who can't spell professor? Yes! <laughs> and that's a mood. God, I can't spell this so, in like, my life. Shorts Kid approaches uh... the right door and then looks straight at Larry as if seeking approval. He, he slowly nods his head up and down, just like in the gif. <laughs> Shorts Kid opens that door. Okay, uh, Shorts Kid, you have opened the door with the scritching sound. And this is correct, because guess what cats like to do? They like to scratch posts. So, yeah, you, you find Cuisine Kit uh, doing some sort of stress relief, because apparently she's taking this uh, in a sort of, like, I'm not, I'm not prepared for this kind of thing. And this uh, grey and white tabby cat turns around and looks... A bit surprised because she was kind of zoning out there. She's like, oh hi, sweetie. Oh, is it? Do you do you need help? Uh, is it is it my turn? And you can just about see her tucking what could be the corner of a script back underneath the pillow. <laughs> so <laughs> you get the immediate impression that even though Cuisine Kit has been on television a lot. She isn't an actress, so even if you hadn't already figured this out from Dora, which I was surprised that it was Dora that you got this from, you would probably have figured this out from Cuisine Kit. Uh, so from this, Larry, you deduce that the door with complete silence, interestingly, Nobody is... Nobody can lie to the world's cutest detective. It's true, you are the trained the sheriff. The trained sheriff owns all... But uh, Larry, from they this... open you... up the door and also he's dead, oh no! No! <laughs> So yeah, Larry, are you going to open uh, DJ Moves' store? 
I find it weird that DJ moves his door is the one that's utterly quiet. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that is that is uh, peculiar. All right, let's check that business out. I'm just like, I'm expecting disco music and I'm not getting it. So, Larry, you open the door and you are met with the sashaying, funky, fabulous back of DJ Moves, who is dancing up a storm, having his own silent disco. So he's got a massive pair of very good quality uh, headphones on. And you recognize this immediately because you're a musician. You're like, oh, that's good gear. Uh, and he turns uh. around and looks equally surprised as uh, Cuisine Kit did because he didn't hear you come in. And you can see around the room, there's all sorts of uh, music paraphernalia and technology. There's a beatbox, there's a boombox, there's uh, one of those little ancient iPods, you know, and it's bright pink and it's cute. I, I kind of miss those. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he takes off his headphones and he's like, oh, hello, darlings. How fabulous to see you. Come in, come in. So at this point, we are going to split. So we'll do Cuisine Kit first. Uh, so Charlie and Shorts Kid. It's it's you. Uh, Shorts kid uh, immediately runs straight into Cooking Cat, uh, Cuisine Cat's arms because she's floofy and very good, and just hugs need to be dispersed first. That's how things work here. She's very <laughs> very happy immediately to heartbroken. Charlie's immediately heartbroken. It's just like, what? Am I not good enough for you anymore? <laughs> Obviously <laughs> joking, but heartbroken nonetheless. Cuisine Kit sees <laughs> this. Cuisine Kit sees this over Shorts Kid's head and is like, oh, darling, you don't think you're getting away that easy? Come here, you! And uh, reaches out with a fluffy paw. And she's quite, she's shorter than you, Charlie, but she's also a cat and has a tail. So she reaches out with that and you are pulled into a very satisfyingly snuggly, warm, fuzzy hug. Group hug! Group hugs. Yeah, it's like good shit. And uh, just uh, after a minute or two, Yes, a minute or two, you wow. heard me. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Shorts Kid pulls away, and it's just like, Hi, we gotta ask you questions about murder. Um, oh. Can I just, like, when Charlie is pulling away from the hug, is it okay for me to make a sleight of hand roll and see if he manages to pick that script out of um, Cuisine Kit's pocket? Sure, it's underneath the uh, pillow on the bed. Roll for it. I put, I put, yeah. Oh, that's a twenty. Unnatural, but twenty. Good. Oh my Plus God. nine. <laughs> for those listening, for those listening, nine. she rolled. They rolled an eleven, but they have a plus nine. That's crazy. So yeah, I'm you... a con artist and a petty thief. That means if you Charlie had a does one thing, if you get a nat twenty, you'd get twenty nine. What the hell? Okay, so yeah, you totally get that script. You get it. That's that's it. But just, I would just to cool. note, uh, like in in my other game, we've got a lawyer who frequently gets plus thirty on his rolls. So right. like, yeah, lawyers. Wow, it drives the DM insane. Oh yeah, like the other thing I'm really good yeah. at is I have a plus ten in deception. So like, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, Charlie. Charlie! Anyway, um, it, let's get over being impressed by Charlie. Uh, so, yeah, Cuisine, Cuisine Kit uh, allows you to um, sort of step back and is like, oh, yes, you're right, darlings. I, I suppose that was not what one would expect from uh, a suspect, which is what I am, but I will do everything I can to assist you. Please ask. Oh, you're not a suspect. I, I'm not? 
I I thought no. I was meant to be. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm meant you're to be. not a suspect at all because I know you wouldn't kill anyone because you're like the only adult that I've known that hasn't tried to kill me. So that immediately gives you a buy. If you were like uh, the engineer or DJ, like moves or uh, Mr. Grabby, then maybe I'd be suspicious. But like, nah. You just make me food and have good hugs and are very trustworthy, and I love you. Cuisine Kit literally doesn't know how to respond to this. She kind of melts slightly, but she's also aware that she's supposed to stick to what she's been told to do. And she's like, well, sweetie, that's that's really nice. I mean, that's really nice. And she's like hugging her tail. She's like, but, 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 I think we ought to play things by the book. Just be fair, isn't that right? Uh, what? What was your name? What was your name, sweetie? I'm so sorry. I didn't get it the first time I met you. Uh, so, um, are you talking to me or Short Kid? Talking to Charlie. Talking to Charlie. Charlie, while while Short Kid has been being absolutely adorable, Charlie's gone like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna lean back against the doorframe here and flick through the script, not being obvious because Short Kid is like hogging the attention there well not hogging but i mean like is obviously in the spotlight because you're adorable little child but yeah charlie's just like oh yes uh now the name's charlie and i reckon you know might be a subject you've got some pretty condemning evidence here uh yeah are you just like flaunting the fact that you have the script in front of cuisine kit absolutely okay well for a start did you start flicking through it before you did that uh, yeah, I was flicking through it while Shorts could, like, as soon as I kind of picked it up, uh, Charlie was like, oh yeah, cool, this, this looks interesting, I'm gonna flick through it while Shorts Kid's talking. Great! Uh, so, I'm gonna have to ask you to make a dex roll. Jeez. <laughs> or a dex saving throw, actually, is a saving throw. Dex saving. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's oh. a 22. Okay, oh so, God. um, as soon as you open this thing... It bursts into flames, but fortunately, you you drop God it. Damn. You drop it quickly enough so you don't take any damage, but the whole thing goes up in a fireball, and Cuisine Kit looks shocked and is also kind of like, oh no, I've busted everything, because you aren't supposed to know it's a movie, and she doesn't know that you already know it's a movie. However, you are not able to read the script because you didn't check for traps, my friend. <laughs> God damn. Okay, Charlie has, in his escape, leapt up and is now clinging to the ceiling with his claws. <laughs> uh, oh, he's Kit... up there again. Cuisine mm-hmm. Kit looks up here and is like, oh, oh, well, I should have told you those were my secret super spicy food recipes. Yeah! And she's like pointing at Shorts Kit like, yeah, that was really good improv, wasn't it? <laughs> Yes, recipes, but not recipes for, like, books or stories, recipes for food, because this is very clearly a real murder. And then Shorts Kid looks over directly at Cooking Cat and winks. And it's not as if I would have any knowledge otherwise because of an undisclosed actress from a, a really old movie I haven't seen. You see, like, literally uh, two gears appear above Cuisine Kit's head and go click, click, clink! And she's like, oh, and looks relieved, but also kind of like, oh. And also then there's a sort of (laughs) secondary reaction of, uh uh-oh. And do either of you want to make an insight check? Uh, 
I'll give it a shot, but again, wisdom zero, no thought, head empty. Well, remember, you've got those uh, pluses. Can I ask a quick question? Oh, yes, yes, go uh, on. I, I had the hat. Mm. What did that give a bonus to again? Was it perception? Oh, heck yeah. I oh, think I get a plus two to perception because of my badge. I don't think or it was perception plus... for the badge. Hang on. That was insight. on the sheet that I've thrown away. It's thought... plus two to insight for the badge. Yeah, the, the badge gives you insight. The deer stalker gives you perception. That's a plus oh, two. Oh, bitchin'. Yeah. Ooh, that 20 for... Right. And I got a. <laughs> Whoa! I got a crit fail. That one, Charlie. Charlie, this actually kind of makes sense because Charlie, you're not familiar with the engineer or his working methods. However, short skinned you are. I'm also and... still on the ceiling. And so is Cuisine Kit. So like, yeah, the the uh oh was Cuisine Kit realizing that the engineer isn't going to be pleased that you have compromised his artistic vision, albeit the fact that it's like ethically questionable as a method <laughs> yeah on that note i think we're going to skip back over to dj moves because we, we've had a good sort of introductory scene there uh so yeah we've got larry and snailian you have walked in on dj moves having a grand old time listening to some choice funky beats i i raise my nubbin uh dj points at you but like does so with a spin first and it's like the finger guns thing is like yes darling can i listen to your music <gasps> i just want to hear what it is oh but because you know alien music is good what you mean what i'm listening to right now oh sure darling and he takes the headphones off and puts them on you which is great because they're about the same size as you so you're just like swamped by these big plushy they're really nice headphones like they're the, the over ear sort even though he's a penguin so doesn't have any visible ears they're, they're top of the line stuff and uh yeah you you hear what is unquestionably his own voice <laughs> singing uh so it's his latest tracks uh for a movie that hasn't been uh hasn't been aired yet but you know it's it's disco he's loud there's a lot of bass it's not bad. It's not bad. Alien is definitely enjoying it, and then and then they like sort of shake it, shake their head, and carefully making sure that their hands are as ungoopy as possible, which means there's minimum goop, but there is a little goop. They <laughs> hand it back because they're serious detectives, even though they're not doing the the bad cop routine as hard. And they're like, "Thank you very much, suspect." You're welcome. I actually uh, stepped away from the computer for a minute because I thought that you'd be on his cuisine kit for a little while longer. I have no idea what's going on. It's cool. We have just <laughs> uh, gone back to DJ Moves is all. And Snailian asked if they could listen to what their silent disco was. And it's pretty good. It's disco. It's DJ Moves' own voice. So, yes, he was dancing to his own voice. Um, but they have just now very seriously handed their headphones back after after legitimately enjoying it. Let let, let me add. Um, but they handed it All back because right. this is serious business. It's very serious business. How does Larry respond to this? Does Larry want to listen? Yeah, sure. Why not? Celia <laughs> jams the headphones on because, of course, <laughs> they do. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Larry, you have the same experience. What's your taste? Like, do you like disco music? It, it, it is not his personal preference. I had a he, feeling. Like, he can, yeah, 
he can understand that it is fun and people like it, but yeah, it is it is not his uh, his jam. As you're listening, Larry, uh, the track ends and then the next track starts. This is interesting because it is a song uh, that has been on the radio before. It's uh, Love to Love You Maybe and it is it is DJ Move singing, but there's no backing track. So is you listen- this an early take? Uh, DJ Move sort of looks over your shoulder at, you know, the, the little... Um, marker as to where it is on the track and he grabs it back and is like oh <laughs> that's not for public consumption that's just something for the editing room ah let me just put this somewhere and he stuffs it into his afro uh, and he's like let's get down to business darling I'm all about business did you need something from me like a statement perhaps yes Yes, we need we need statement and Snailing is once again like puffing up. Um and honestly, Larry at this point, like they can't see Snailian, but they've been around Snailian enough to tell from their tone of voice. They're still very embarrassed by accidentally hard interrogating Doro Z. So they're sort of like puffing up and saying things and really not taking the lead on this. <laughs> they're waiting for Larry to take the lead on this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, I will never not laugh at Larry. <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> um. So, where were you? And uh, DJ Move sort of is like, yes, my moment. <laughs> and, and sort of fittingly, like, a spotlight turns on. And it's not even like fitted, it just like the room responds to this by having like a spotlight on DJ Moses. He sort of poses dramatically leaning, in, leaning against like one of these gigantic speakers. He's like, well, I'm sure I can be of little help, but I'll be what help I can be. You see, as soon as I left the dining car, I headed on over to have me a little post-dinner shower. This kind of look is high maintenance, you know? And he preens, fluffing his gorgeous bouffant hair with a flipper. Anyway, I sashayed my fabulous way down to the bathing car and had me a good, refreshing shower. Obviously, I don't have any (laughs) witnesses to that, but I do have a habit of singing in the shower. Perhaps some of my adoring fans and the staff overheard me. You can ask them yourself, I'm sure. After that, I was set to head into the library for a little light reading in a movie, but, uh, well, color me surprised when the door to the library refused to budge. Typical of the engineer, he sneers at this. I have a luxury train with broken doors. Anyway, it was trivial enough that my magnificent self didn't see the need to call him over the video phone. So I just stepped under the teleportation tubes, pressed the button with my little foot, and whooshed on over to the dining car. I do not know what happened to my voice during that one. Sorry. And, uh... Whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, uh, he, he, um then describes going to the dining car and finding 
cuisine kit trying to unblock the door that you will recall Dora had accidentally bro- uh, broken a large cupboard and it had fallen across so I helped her out with that just as easy as pie but then we were both somewhat curious to see what was black in the, from the library side so we uh, paddled on through the ballroom and well we got to the library and he looks sort of dramatically grim and sort of, ah, oh, the horror. Oh, but it was just awful, darling, seeing that poor man's outline void of any colour. It sent a shiver down my spine. And that eye of his, formerly so full of life, reduced to a mere line, closed forever, like a minus sign on the page, the equation of life itself. <laughs> And that's the end of his statement. What you're saying is you found the body? We did. I headed right on over to the uh, the intercom to try and tell the engineer what had happened, but it was busted too, just like the door. So I stayed with the body and Cuisine Kit went back into the ballroom and then called him from there. Is Buddy the victim or is Buddy one of your penguins? Uh, sorry, the body. The, the body. body. Sorry, my I American can't... accent is not good. <laughs> Snailian is like, like knocks on their helmet twice and is like, dark things sometimes blocks out the strangest stuff. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm just really bad at this voice. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's great. Actually, that's something that Snailian would would misinterpret because how do they know they don't have a favorite penguin named Buddy? Um. That's true. That's true. Okay. So, how long were you trying to help Cuisine Kit open the door? Was it fast or was it slow? Oh, it took no time at all, darling. And he flexes slightly. And, you know, he's, he's, um, you know, he's still short. He's not gigantic, but he's bigger than all of the penguins you've seen. And he's pretty beefy. Amazing. Was there anyone else in the bathing car that you noticed? Well, I was in the shower unit the entire time, darling. I wasn't exactly looking around, but I really do think that I was alone. Fair enough. Do you have any more questions (sighs) for me, sweetie? I have to say I'm curious about you myself. Do you? have under that mask. I bet you're devastatingly handsome. Yeah, I wonder. Anyway, uh, if that's all you have to say, we should go, I guess. We might. <laughs> and and Celia, once again, puffs up. And at this point, honestly, the fact that they keep on just puffing up and then saying practically nothing... DJ Moves might roll insight if they want to and see if they can tell that um, tell that they're sort of posturing it's like we might be back with more questions later Uh, with a 13 I'm not sure he entirely gets it but because he was absolutely flirting with with, uh, Larry as a prospective actor (laughs) you have to understand you know he's always looking for a new star Uh, he sort of thinks that Snailian was jealous and like looks down at Snailian and is like, 
Well, we might be able to come to an arrangement. Yes, you're a cute little thing. Have you ever thought of being a sidekick? You know, like a cute comedy type character in one of my wonderful movies. I was only here for the couple days, so I don't. I don't. <laughs> and Stalian like sort of retreats a little bit back on Larry's head and just like thinks like, I mean, but like. And and they start mumbling to themselves because like they they don't know they haven't thought about <laughs> staying here they only just got on the train. DJ but moves like, like what he takes from this is like aghast that you haven't seen his fantabulous movies, darling. And he's sort of fascinated as well. And he's like, well, if you ever consider the possibility, and he hands you both a very shiny business card that is covered in glitter. There is. So so much glitter is like more glitter than card and he hands you these and you are immediately covered in glitter it says well if you consider it i do have to warn you i have an exclusivity deal you cannot possibly consider being in one of the engineers movies after this i mean <laughs> who'd want to be snailing yes. face and after eyes this, light up because it's glitter <laughs> Stanley just tries to eat it on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) They preserve the card, but they definitely jam the card in the mouth and like slick off like at least half of the glitter in one in one gooey uh lickening. It's depending on your point of view, it's either really cute or really gross. I'm gonna say both. I'm gonna say both for sure. Uh Larry, how do you respond to respond to this? Mary stares at the card because the purpose of a business card is so that you can, you know, write down like a, a phone number or a note to someone so that you can communicate. Seems that this guy has missed the point. Oh, that's, okay. There's a phone number on the back. After you wipe off some of the glitter, you can see it. <laughs> Does it have uh, like wink, wink, call me written on it? It does, and it's holographic, so as you tilt the card, it winks at you. Oh my god. Uh, Larry tucks it away and says, Well, one way or another, we will be in touch. Glad to hear it, darling. Glad to hear it. And you get a very hearty flipper shake rather than a handshake. Um, And on that note, we are going to zip back to Cuisine Kit. Uh, who has yet to give her statement? Shall I open with her giving her statement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so. Okay, here comes bad American accent number two. Brace yourselves. Well, It's okay. You... I subject you to bad English accent all the time. Oh, it's fine. After Dick Van Dyke, we can tolerate anything. Also, we deserve it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all fair. Right, okay. Cuisine Kit uh, sits, perches on the bed with her cute little paws dangling, and the whole time she's talking, she's kind of twitching her tail, and you know that thing where people look up and to the left? She looks like she's trying to remember her lines, basically. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she ain't good at this. Well, after you folks all finished your dinner, and I hope you did enjoy it, everyone drifted off to other parts of the train. I set about preparing the sauces and marinades for tomorrow's meals. You see, it's a tricky business. You've got to keep your eye on those things so they don't burn and stick to the skillet. Anyway, I was working on that when Miss Dora Z came back in from the ballroom side. 
Said she was looking to help me out in the kitchen, the sweet little thing. Well, I was plain touched, and as I dismissed the staff, those poor little penguins would clean tuck it out after carrying all those heavy plates about. Well, I said I'd be glad to have the help. And it was, except, uh, but my, that girl is a clumsy one. <laughs> I asked her to get something from the fridge, turned my back for one second, and slam, bang, that great big cupboard fell clean right over, right across the door. Cuisine Kit tuts at the memory, shaking her head. Really, it's a mercy see, she did Really, it's a mercy that she didn't get hurt. But she was that distraught about it, she turned red as a tomato and hurried out the other door. Poor darling, I've never seen a lady more embarrassed in my life. And such a classy one, too, save for that drinking habit she's got. She looks at you, expecting you to understand. Uh, what? She's looking at Shorts Kid because you got plum drunk. <laughs> uh, it was soda. I am a responsible eight-year-old. No judging here. This is a non-judgment zone. This is a non-judgment zone. You're right. Uh, Cuisine Kit twitches a tail. So she did jump dump out her last drink, so maybe mm. that's good. Yeah. I think Shorts Kid has learned his lesson. But anyway, Cuisine Kit twitches her tail and sort of does a little mm-hmm. A little while after that, well, DJ Moves came a shooting out of the end of that fancy teleportation tube. He saw the problem right away and came over to help me unblock the door, which he did find well, I might add. He's a strong bird, that one. He was laughing about it, too, saying he guessed all the doors on this train must be broke, considering how he'd found the door from the bathing car to the library was somehow blocked, too. Well, I thought that was a mite strange, and he was curious as well, so after we moved the cupboard, we both headed back through to the ballroom and then to the library. And she's, like, counting this out on her little paw pads, like, I have got this in the right order, I have got this in the right order. <laughs> And, well, when we got there, oh, and she, her tail just curls right up and she looks kind of sick. Like, this is, like, genuine as well. <laughs> this is, like, she's been doing a really bad job of acting, but, like, she actually looks like she found a body and was, like, horrified by it. An outline without any colour all splayed out like that on the floor? It's just not natural. The poor man, and I didn't even get to speak to him apart from uh, taking his order, and I hear he was really nice. I mean, a bit of a chatterbox, sure, but he had this party trick that he was always doing to cheer people up. Oh, anyway, I'm getting off topic. As soon as I hey, saw him... a party trick, because he never showed me that. Oh, well, I hear it All was... All he for... did was boring adult stuff. I hear he was quite a party animal once you got him uh, a little lubricated. <laughs> but that, no, we're not talking about that. But uh, no, I hear he no, had... No, I want to uh, know what the party trick is. Well, I, I have to confess, I never saw it myself. I hear that he um, did something with his color. It, it, it was something to do with the fact that he was a UPAN. And she's looking like she's really trying to remember, like someone may have told her what it was exactly. But she hasn't seen it herself, so she can't remember. She's like, I'm dies on the edge of it. Anyway, well, there was, yeah. Oh, where was I? What, what line was I on? What did I just say? Oh, that's right. Didn't get to talk to him. 
and then I saw him lying on the floor, and I went to check the body straight away. I went to check the body, but DJ moves. He went straight over to the other door where the emergency intercom to the engine room was, and I thought that was a little strange because I think the one in the other room behind us in the ballroom would have actually been closer, but I guess we'll have to go through the door. Anyway, he headed over to that one, and then wouldn't you know it, the darn thing was broken, as well as the door. He said the circuit to it to have been blown on it, I mean, I didn't see it. It was behind a bookshelf, but it, it sure sounded like a good reason. Anyway, so I headed back over to the ballroom, and then I called the engineer, and that's the end of my line. And she looks really proud that she got to the end of that. <laughs> she does a little bow. <laughs> okay, so... Uh... I'm going to see if I can sum this up. Um, uh, you did normal cookie cooking things, and then you said it was okay for all the little owls to go out and about and do their stuff because they were tired, or penguins. I don't remember which. There are a lot of birds here. Um, and then uh, Dora came in. Actually, she did say she wanted to come help you, but she was real embarrassed, and she actually wants to help you later, so, like, just keep an eye out for that and be like, oh, that's real cool and stuff, because if she gets really anxious, she might not do it. And um, and then Shorts Kid thinks a little bit, uh, and then uh, you tried to go into the library for some reason, but the door was stuck, so DJ moves came and helped you bust down the door because apparently he's got beef. No, um, no, no, no. Oh, sweetie, uh, hang on. Let's go back a couple of lines. Um, no, 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 no. It was the door between the dining car, and she's whipped out a little uh, magazine that shows the layout of the train, which is pinned in this conversation if you need to check it out. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, she points at where the dining car is, and she points to the ballroom, and she's like, the door between the dining room and the ballroom, uh, Miss Dora knocked over a big tall cupboard, and I mean, if you go there, you'll see it yourself, it's still in pieces on the floor. Um, but yeah, that blocked it, but good, and I couldn't shift it by myself, but when DJ Moves came in through the transportation tube, and she points to that, which you can see there's a wiggly white uh, tube that leads from the bathing car to the dining uh, car, she said, well, he took that, came right in, saw the problem, helped me fix it, and then we both walked through onto the library because he couldn't get into the library from the bathing car because that door was busted from inside of the library. Did I get that right? And then you saw the corpse. Yes, in the library. That is where we saw the very unpleasant corpse, which was an outline without any color, and it had a line for an eye, and I still don't like the sound of it in my memory. Ugh. But wait, 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 wait. The... The library and the bathing car door, the one in between them was already, like, uh, broke and stuck, right? Well, according to DJ Moves, yes. I never saw him myself, but he was pretty adamant that he couldn't have gotten out from the bathing car via that door. That's why he took the tube. But, um, you literally just said Dora and... I know Dora didn't do the murder because I rolled really good on insight uh, and stuff. So um, uh, Dora was in the dining car with you, accidentally knocked over the thing, 
uh, and then ran down the hallway. She can't take the fancy tubes because she's real kind. Uh, so uh, she would have gotten through the library before you because she'd have to go through both the ballroom and the library and the bathing car. But if the door was blocked, she would have been trapped in the library. So... Well, darling, not to assume... I don't and... think the bathing car door was stuck. Well, darling, not to assume and that she had to go through there at all. After they left the dining car, I don't know where Miss Dora went. She could have just been staying in the ballroom. She well, did raises say... A pretty... she... Raises a pretty good question about, like, how she got back to her... Uh, how she got back to her, her, this, this car in the first place. Yeah, because... Um... Um... Like, she said she ran straight through the ballroom. There's an outdoor passage from the location. If you recall, recall, um, after the murder was discovered, the engineer made an announcement uh, saying there had been an emergency, and basically everyone had to leave the carriages and stay outside of the carriages, taking the outside walkway to go back to their carriage, uh, their first-class compartment. Sorry, should have perhaps recapulated that at the beginning of this. Um, again, yeah, like all, all of the notes are in uh, the game so far. If you need to read up on those, do advise reading those. But that still means that uh, Dora, even if she had been hanging out in the ballroom, uh, when Cooking Cat and uh, DJ Moves broke down the door from the dining car, uh, they would have gone in through the library. Did you see Dora Z in the ballroom when you crossed to get to the body in the library? Oh, honey, no. Hey, She'd run right past us. The order of yeah, sorry. Um, Owl, you've got things kind of confused. If I'm No, late. I'm staring directly at the map. No, um, Dora... So, so what... Hold on. Oh, yeah. Dora Z said she Hold ran on. from the dining car to the conservatory, not yeah. towards the ballroom. Yeah. Okay, so, so I don't have other a brain cell in here. Uh, that's what we're here for. Don't worry. You're okay. here to look cute. It is confusing. Yeah, I also, am cute. Also, um, basically what I'm anticipating is like during this game, you're going to accumulate the rest of the information. I am then going to like, you know, it, I don't know how long it's going to be until the next game session. It may be the same two weeks. It may be sooner. Um, but you will have that amount of time to solve the mystery together, like in player discussion, mm-hmm. if you like. And, uh, uh, okay. If you need help, you can contact me. Remember, you have three emergency lines to the engineer, who is me, so I can give you hints. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's really clever, Maud. You're the best. Yay. Yep. Okay, so uh, having having wrangled that, uh, just just to move things on a little bit, I'm going to say, because Shorts Kid is doing a lot of wondering and hemming and hiring, which is very in character for an eight-year-old detective. Yeah. Um, Charlie... You are looking at Cuisine Kit and her behaviour. I'm going to ask you to make an insight roll. I would assume. It is It is Cuisine Kit who's in with Shorts Kit, isn't it? Did I get that wrong? Is Kai away? Has Kai left the room? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was muted for a second because of coughing fit. Oh um, no! I'm so Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, what did you say? I'm sorry. It was all right. I was worried that you weren't getting enough lines, so now I feel bad. Uh, no, it was just um, because... No, okay. she... I, yeah. Just... I, sorry, I've been specifically being quiet because like, I'm muting my mic rather than Discord so it doesn't go bloop at you guys. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. You're so kind. No, I was just saying that uh, while Shorts Kid is uh, theorising and trying to get the facts straight, 
Um, Charlie might well be watching Cuisine Kit for like behavioural traits and stuff, so I was going to encourage you to maybe make an insight check. Yeah, make another go at an insight check. Oh, anyway. that's, that's a, a 22 one. this time, 22 as opposed to my previous Ooh. one. Very good. While this is happening, and Cuisine Kit is trying her best to keep the facts straight in her brain, as well as explain it to Short Skin, she's having a bit of trouble with that. You can't help but notice that she actually has a genuine kind of puzzled frown. Like, there is something that she has noticed that isn't, as it were, in the script that she doesn't feel right about. Like, there's something funny that she isn't sure whether she should talk about because it's not relevant. Hmm. All right, Charlie's just kind of, like, watching this for a little bit and watching her explain things and going, like, hmm. And then eventually when they kind of seem to have reached an impasse, they'll just go, like, so who do you reckon you did? So like, who do you reckon did it? Cuisine. Not saying you're off the list, of course, but like, obviously want to get your opinions. Cuisine Kit looks like she she was trying so hard to concentrate that this came completely out of left field, and she's kind of like her whole body does the thing with the fur standing up because like her brain is like, what's fight or flight? Was harder? And um, yeah, so she stutters and says. Well, um, I'm not supposed to say. No, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't want to cast a, 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 suppositions. And anyway, that's your job. And uh, her tail is swishing from side to side in, a, in an aggressive manner. And Charlie, because you're a cat, you totally get a read on this. And she's like, annoyed that you tried to cheat. <laughs> well, I was like, well, part of my role as an investigator is to ask questions, isn't it? Nice. I don't know your opinion to know what's going on. My, My brain hurts. Oh, hi. Are you okay? Do you need something to eat? I've got some sweets in this drawer. And she's immediately trying to feed the child. <laughs> uh, Shorts Kid will take that candy. Thank you very much. Uh, because candy is good. Uh, and just like... Uh, being the train sheriff is hard. I'm sure it is, oh. Pumpkin. I'm sure it is. And the candy is, uh, what's your favorite candy? What's your favorite candy? Uh, are you asking me or Shorts Kid? Because if it's Shorts Kid, then it's probably like Star Nebula glitter bombs or something. <laughs> I was actually asking uh, you, you, but I kind of like that idea too. <laughs> Basically, when you bite into them, it's like biting into like a pop rock and like a gusher at the same time. So what? whatever oh that God. texture is. Oh, that sounds and, awful. And uh, they great. release like... They release like glitter in your mouth, so if you open your mouth and stick out your tongue, uh, your tongue is blue and it has glitter on it. Hell yeah, that's exactly oh, what she like gives you. Sounds like a nightmare, and also children would love that. Yeah, that sounds like a child's <laughs> oh, how dream. dare you invent these sweets that don't exist? I want them! Yeah, cool. I don't Willy think Wonka. it could exist just due to the nature of how corn syrup works, but this is a, this is a game, so I can do what I want. Uh, Willy Wonka wants your phone number, uh, wants your location. So, yeah, you, you've done this, but there's still this air that there's something that's, like, on the verge of her brain that she knows she, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, so she's not going to say it, but, like, yeah, you still have that vibe. Because you've got a 22, right, I'm not going to let you pass up on that, Charlie. <laughs> it's a 22! Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's like Charlie's just kind of coming on lean, like just leaning closer to do this sort of thing where like he's not quite being annoying, but he's almost being annoying and just like leaning into your personal space and you're like, come on, won't hurt, come on, just a guess. I could not possibly. And she takes a moment and then her head tilts to the side because you're Charlie and you're ever so charming. Also, you're a cat like she is. I'm also going to roll persuasion and just see how that goes. That's what I like to hear. That's, that's another, also a 22. That's another 22. Okay, yeah, you totally, you totally get it with this. And she says, <laughs> well, there was one thing that struck me as very odd. One thing that struck me as odd. When that Miss Dora came in here, she had that little basket slung over her arm, as usual. You know, that she keeps that dog in. And she gives you, Charlie, a very potent look, because, you know... It's yeah, Charlie matches it. Charlie yeah. matches it. And I, she she nods and is like, and I was sure that little terror of a terrier of hers was gonna bark at me like ever, but not a sound. And I'm sure something must have been in there from the weight and the shape of it. But hey, maybe that little critter finally got used to the scent of me and just left me well alone for once. About time too. And after having said that, she feels better and like that feeling that she had. To, a secret to share has gone. So that was what was bugging her. Ah. Yeah, Charlie's just kind of like nodding along going like, surprised that thing had ever shut up for anything. Never mind, just one of us. But <laughs> good thing to keep in mind. Thanks. Okay. And uh, she left. And I will basically say that you have pretty much uh, gleaned everything you can from Cuisine Kit. So you may leave the room and uh, similarly DJ Moves doesn't appear to have very much else to talk about unless you've thought of something to ask him, Larry and company. Snailian, yes. Uh, no, Larry is is good with uh, is good with moves, but he does want to make another quick pop over to the staff car. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Interesting. Snailian, Snailian, like, totally eyes get wider as wider as they actually don't yet check in with the party, but first go to the dining car. And, and they're like, they're like almost shivering with anticipation of like, what's Larry going to do? What's Larry going to do? Can I help? Are we going to the dining car oh, or the uh, staff car? I think it was staff, right? The staff. It was the, the staff. staff. Did I say dining? My apologies. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, Larry, uh, goes over to one of the penguins, um, says, Hey, so you were listening to Move singing in the shower, right? We were, we were, we were. And, uh, one of them answers you directly because that's the one you asked, but, like, five of them pop out from, like, nowhere behind crates and stuff. They seem to act as a unit wherever they are. Mm-hmm. What song was he singing? Oh, gosh. Which one was it, Gallus? Oh, you have to ask. What kind of a fan are you? And they, like, start noogieing the first one, because you can remember. Um, they were listening to him sing for 10 minutes and 13 seconds to DJ Move's best love hits, Love to Love You Maybe and Hey Dude. Mm. They also add well, that he was note perfect. Those... Of course he was. He is such a performer. Oh, he is. All he right, is. He thanks. is. And Larry heads back to meet with the others. Cool. 
So yeah, uh, I'm gonna say that you all meet up back in the first class corridor or the second class. Yeah, second class is where your your base is. Uh, Shorts kid uh, bullets forward, uh, doing a dramatic swan dive and just thunk right into Larry's chest, arms around his neck. Hi. <laughs> Stalin claps. <laughs> we found out some stuff and I thought too hard but uh, Charlie actually did a thing and also got stuck in the ceiling again and we had to like try to like we didn't have to pull him down but he was up there for a couple minutes it was weird how do these cars well, even like, do you was gonna explode on me well I've been it's exploded wrong. before so maybe you're just sensitive to it and then Short's kid starts climbing around Larry so she can sit on his shoulders again. And Snailian, like, turns around on Larry's head so that they can face Short's kid and go, Exploding? What exploded? I didn't think Cuisine Kit would have bombs. No, they had, like, super secret recipes that they didn't want other people to read because it could compromise the integrity of her kitchen, which is on the train which is obviously just a train with a real murder. Snailian's a script. Snailian, oh. <laughs> so Snailian was nodding along to everything that Short's kid was saying and like very clearly actually taking them at face value until uh, Charlie said that it was the script and then is like, oh! <laughs> I was trying to be as true to canon as possible. Charlie refuses to play this game and kind of just like looks at them and just goes like, sh just shrugs. Because like- You signed a document. Not with document. my real name. <laughs> Whatever a name is, that is technically your true name. Because you chose it for yourself. Actually, at this point, I'm going to ask, like, the other three of you are, like, trying to play along. Do you want to try and persuade Charlie to play the game? Yes. Uh, Shorts Kid takes out their key and waves it menacingly, but they can't actually use it as a weapon because the safety lock is still on. I think it's down now. It's down in all of the carriages that are not inhabited by first class. So, like, yeah, from second class onwards, the shield is down. Oh, then I smack him with my key. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want to roll for that. But... Roll to attack. <laughs> okay, it. hold on a sec, because I actually have... Uh... Okay. Uh... Um. Yeah, that's plus two, so... I would like the listeners to remember, I said persuade. This is entirely on shorts, kid. There we go, nat 20. <laughs> Whoop, nat 20. Oh my Double God. damage. That's a critical hit on Charlie. Double damage. Okay, so... Hope you roll low, Owl. <laughs> That's eight. So Shorts Kid immediately uh, stands up on Larry's shoulders without, like, falling off and then says, hold on a sec, and uh, jumps, leaps, does a double flip, and then brings her key down hard on Larry's skull. Wait, no. It's it's Charlie that you're trying to get to play Sorry, along, Sorry, Charlie Larry. Skull. I can say names. 
You just beat up a cat. <laughs> Snailian is like horrified by the by. This is not what they were planning. <laughs> Jelly is immediately just like, ow! Definitely flinching and covering his head because that hit way harder than he was expecting. And now he's going to jump up and try and steal that key from you because, like, no, children should not be having weapons. Uh, <laughs> Certainly not weapons that they used to hit Larry. him. All right. Hold on. Okay. So this is happening. Larry is going to grab Charlie. Oh no. This is great. Grapple roll, do it. One second. I'm making a dex roll. Yeah. Uh is that he makes a dex roll or I make a dex roll or what? Well, I just like I just did a dex saving throw, so mm -hmm. like Yeah, I'm gonna you say roll higher than a twenty. Yeah, it's a versus roll, but twenty is gonna be hard to beat, Larry. I was gonna say that's I was gonna say, like that that twenty is actually aiming going trying to go after the key, if any uh, more than anything else, but I'm gonna uh... say it counts. I'm gonna say mm -hmm. it counts as a dodge as well. Fair oh. <laughs> Beautiful! <laughs> okay, Larry, oh do you wanna say how this happens? Because I think you deserve it with that roll. Okay, so Sorry. Uh, so uh Shorts Kid jumps up and bonks Charlie on the head. Charlie leaps at uh, Shorts Kid, and Larry grabs him out of the air and slams him against the wall of the train. Ow! He leans up close and says, Get it together, man. We've come this far. We can't let this all fall apart right now, okay? He's the one that started it! Maybe actually try to have some fun for once in your life. And she brandishes uh, her key at him. Because look, sometimes you don't want to do a thing. Sometimes all you want to do is dive into your pillow pile at the end of the day and go to sleep for a month. But no, you can't do that because people have your space bars. And they're trying to break like time and space. So you got to go down there. And then they try to kill you a bunch. And then you're like, I don't want to be killed. But, like, they're like, no, you gotta die anyway. And then you're like, how about we be friends? And it takes, like, a month, but then you make some friends, and then you have more fun. And, like, it's better for you than just being all like, oh, I'm not gonna play the game because it's boring. Why don't you just have fun? Lean into it. And uh, she smacks the butt of her right key now. on the ground. So this is all having the time of my life right now. This game is rigged. Rigged games are broken, and if a game's broken, you may as well try and break the rules in your favor, right? Snailian is now looking at Charlie, and they have like the biggest puppy dog eyes. And I'm gonna roll persuasion yes. just with my silent look, <gasps> and that's uh, <laughs> a dirty twenty-one. I'm and they're just—they're just, they're just looking that. at at Charlie, and they're just. They're honestly starting to get, like, really upset because, yeah, maybe it's fun to break games in your own way, but that breaks the game for everybody else, Charlie. Ooh. And what if we if we all play the game, then we can all have fun. And, and they're getting really sad. <laughs> Charlie is just watching this and he's just like, this whole thing was a mistake, but... All right, he is still loyal to Snailian, if not, like, he's no longer loyal to uh, Short's kid. I'm sorry, you have now lost his trust. <laughs> but Snailian is asking nicely. Just, like, Larry just uh, keeps staring through, through the mask and says, You all suckered me into this 
nonsense. So I figured we were a team. Yeah, we're not going to play. Hey, hey, I'm talking here. <laughs> we a team? Or did you just drag me into this when you didn't care either? Let's Look. be a team, Charlie. Look, can I just... Listen. Not saying I'm not playing a game. Not saying I'm not having fun. Not saying I'm not part of the team. Because I am all three of those things. I just don't see why we should be playing fair in a game that's already cheating against us. I'm gonna hit him again. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my god. No, short kid just said that. Like, they didn't actually do it. They just waved the key threateningly. Please know that the oh. no was also in character. Snailian absolutely said, No! <laughs> What if you gonna get like try to do things our way, like, like a different way other than the path they've already set out for us? That's because then it's not fair. You said it was fair to start with. If someone's trying to kill you, at least you have like an actual like chance as long as they're not cheating. But like, imagine if someone cheats and they're like, oh. Guess what? Uh, I'm not gonna turn blue, so you have to figure out how to get me to turn blue. <laughs> and then you're just like, I have to dodge all of this stupid stuff. And you're not very fun. Larry is supposed to be not fun, and yet he's more fun than you are because you keep cheating. I'll just say this one last thing. The rules were established from the get-go. They kept secrets from us. And I get the feeling you're keeping secrets from us. So really, we're all on the same level here. So how about we just get this done? Uh, Shorts Kid uh, runs over to Larry specifically and uh, wraps her uh, arms around his knees because she needs comfort. Larry, Larry finally lets go of Charlie and uh, pats Short's kid on the head and says, let's just get moving. Okay. Do you want uh, to Charlie? Uh, I am so sorry, you guys, but... Oh, you have basically just said and done all the exact things to completely piss Charlie off. And, like, before he still would have been kind of happy to go along with things. And, like, he's got to, like, edge on the side of the rules. But, like, still kind of, like, still join in, still kind of have fun with this whole murder mystery thing. Now you attacked him. You pinned him to a, uh, to a wall. You refused to listen to him saying, like, hey, this game is rigged. Can we try and at least rig it in our favor? And he's just gonna stand there and scowl at you guys. I'm gonna say, Kai. I mean, Larry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, sorry, ahead. I'll let you go in a second. But uh, Kai, just because of this beautiful staying in character and sticking to your guns, you get an inspiration point. <laughs> Thank you. Like you're doing really super good. By the good. way, none of us are actually mad. No. It's yeah. Very and this was good. Like, like excellent drama. <laughs> Shorts kid yeah. is giving uh, Charlie a lot of shit. But that's because of personal hang-ups. Uh, they are very much in favor of following rules when it comes to games. So, like, if you're cheating at a game, they're gonna hit you until you play fair. Basically, Larry is, is uh, go, like, 
saw that, okay, a fight has broken out. I don't know if there are cameras in this room, but we may as well make it for the good drama. Mm-hmm. And also, he keeps saying that the game is rigged. There's nothing to actually indicate that the game is rigged. It's just that it's we're we're in a, what's it, a mystery room, and we have to solve the mystery. There's you nothing it. rigged about that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. What I love is the, like, because, like, you've got Shorts Kid, who's, like, as you just said, it's, like, the reaction is, like, okay, yeah, if other people aren't playing fair, you make them play fair. And Charlie's reaction to, like, that seems like if other people aren't playing fair, he's going to play even more unfair so that he wins. And it's just, like... It's, it's complicated. We get yeah, it. Yeah, Charlie's not going to follow along, you guys. The only person that he has any respect for now is maybe Snailian. <laughs> maybe. Hey, if you've ever played a hat in time, that mm-hmm. whole game is literally... I'm playing a game, people set up rules, uh, when they break the rules, I hit them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true, that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, no, the trust, whole, trust the, me, yeah, I know. But, yeah, uh, this is up to you guys now, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to do here. Well, I mean, um, I do, but I don't want to break Mod's game. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, well, really, uh, you've actually kind of made this fantastically linear in a sense, because the only things you have left to do are investigate the cars, the uh, the train carriages, that you haven't been to. And seeing as you're at one end of the train, you can just like walk through the train and go through them all sequentially. You have already uh, investigated the first two, um, which are the bathing car and the library, but you're welcome to walk through those anyway. Uh, the ones you have left are the ballroom, the food car, the lab, and the conservatory. But you can, especially if you've got a complaint you want to register, you can go to the engine room. Charlie, do you want to go to the engineer? You don't like the game and you don't want to play anymore? Because then the rest of us could go backwards if you don't want to play. And Snailian is like very deflated because they love the team but they're not gonna make somebody who's not having fun have fun if they're this determined Charlie is just you know he's gonna stare at Snellian for a while he's not gonna just you know jump off the train or anything but he's definitely like peck this shove his hands in his pocket and just kind of storm off down the train well and truly past the other guys and he is kind of going to make a a beeline for the conductor because hey it's pretty obvious who is masterminding all this stuff to him so far currently so yeah okay so at this point it is up to the conductor yeah it's well it's the engineer darling remember i don't know who the conductor is never heard of the conductor (laughs) who's that must be a really weird character uh (laughs) we're not an orchestra here no that's silly uh so you still have the choice so you can either go through the inside of the train or you can just walk around the outside and go straight to the engine room outside charlie does not want to be with the others right now so uh what do i roll to survive the outside again (laughs) um yeah well first i'm gonna ask are you all going with charlie uh i want to go to the lab personally but also shorts kid doesn't want to be in the same room as charlie right now uh larry sort of glances up at snailian which is hard because you know that she's on top of his head snailian definitely inches forward when they realize what he's doing to try and help want to go with the cat 
I don't know. I mean, if Charlie's not having fun, then he deserves the chance to not join in the game and not have more fun. But I also don't want to leave him. What, what do you think, Larry? You're smart. <laughs> Our comparative brain cell is working too hard. Yeah. He's, uh, social interactions are not where his brain cell is best applied, but... Listen, Snillian um... has absolute faith in Charlie. Charlie, Larry, I'm so sorry. They both end with Y. That's why we're getting <laughs> confused. Charlie's name doesn't even end in a Y, but I know what you mean. It's phonetic. <laughs> phonetic Y, you know what I meant. They, they have absolute faith in Larry, so they're just, like, kind of a little bit melted in the sad way and looking at Larry like, what do you want to do? What do you think is best? I believe in you, Larry. Oh. This this is just the second act low point. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh -huh. I appreciate you, you. I don't know what that means. I do. <laughs> no, I mean, as a person, I know what that means. Shorts Kid does not. <laughs> no, I wasn't looking. Anyway, I love it. Thank you. Uh, Larry just, uh, sort of shrugs and says, uh, leave him be. Okay. One way or another, things will get figured out. Okay, I trust and we you. we have a very important murder to solve. Yeah. And Stanley is, like, definitely deflated, but they absolutely trust that, that Larry is doing the right thing, and Larry has this smart brain cell. Larry, Larry knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. Larry's just in the in the mode of like, a uh, guy doesn't want to be around us, so we shouldn't make him be around us, I guess. <laughs> no, that's fine. This is a very dramatic tension, uh, indeed, low point of the second act. Uh, so we have a split, and it's a three to one split in the party, which I don't think I've ever seen before, which is great. <laughs> um, so we have Charlie... Statistically, going on what happens when you split party in other campaigns, mm. Charlie's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you may, you may yet you don't know uh so yeah charlie is going around the outside of the train straight to the engineer the other three you still have the same question so it sounds like you all really want to go to the laboratory but do you want to go there via all the other places that you haven't investigated or do you want to go there first um that involves do we want to check the ballroom and the dining car on our way there or do we just want to tube over mm-hmm mm. I kind of just want to tube over. I have a gift. That might make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could give it to Charlie if he comes back. And and Snailian, like, is actually serious in that offer, even though this is their special gift and everybody else got a gift. They are, like, 100% committed to if that would make Charlie happy and he chooses to come back, they are willing to give their special gift so that they have no gifts aside from, from their... Snellmit and their brain cells. Snailio, oh, actually, no. You. you know what? Actually, I've realized what one thing Charlie would have done before he stormed off was he would have ripped the hat off his head and just chucked it to the ground because he's not doing this anymore. So, yeah, the hat's there for someone that wants it. Moody! Wow! I love it. Short kid isn't into hats. Mary, <laughs> can you pick that up so I can hold it for Charlie? Oh! 
Harry picks it up and hands it to Snailian. Snailian does not put the hat on. Snailian tucks it into their hammer space because it's Charlie's gift until Charlie has fully decided if they're going one way or the other. That's fair. After that, they can redistribute the hat, but until then, the hat is out of play. Yeah, that's fine and extremely, uh, extremely noble. I, I dig that a lot. Okay, so um, I will say this. If you're going via tube to the laboratory, there isn't a tube that will take you straight there. You can go to the bathing car, then take the tube that will deposit you in the dining car. So whatever happens, you're going to end up there first. Um, but mm -hmm. let's go with Charlie first, because we've got this rather chill moment and you've just had a conversation. So, Charlie, you will have to make me a strength check again because of all the wind pushing against you on the outside of this train. And it's a long journey. Yeah, that's entirely fine. Uh, let's just see how that goes and if I have to use another luck point. That's a 10. That's a 10. Oh. I'm, I'm going to actually, like, now I'm just debating because I have got, I think I've got, like, I've, I've still got two more luck points left mm -hmm. and I've also got that point of inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of going, Charlie is very pissed off right now and very determined. I'm, I'm yeah. going to call him that luck point, I think. Uh, in the morning. Go for it, go for it. Alright, so let's... Please, please, please. 14 is 14. fine. 14, is that at least enough to not die? It is. And uh, it, it works great because uh, you, you press against this wind and it's extremely cinematic and you're extremely moody and, you know, you're struggling okay. through it. So you're not, like, just breezing through it like if you got a nat 20. So it's sort of... It, it fits the moment and you have this sort of cathartic fight against the elements as you forge your way towards the engineer. Uh, however, it's going to take you a while to get there, so I'm going to say that's basically your turn. And we will that's return. Fine. We will return to the other three who are going to. I, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are going from the bathing car to the dining car oh. via the tube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nyum. Okay. We'll come back through the train after we have gone to the lab. That's fair enough. Uh, but you've never used one of the transportation tubes before. So you walk into the bathing car and you see it immediately. You walk past these several times. And it looks like a water slide, but up. And uh, you see that there's a special platform beneath it. All of them have these special, slightly spongy platforms. So even though you're too kind, um, you know, an impact is an impact. And you can make it more comfortable for people. So it's kind of got this rubbery, spongy feel to it. And uh, you stand on that and you see, just on the outside of it, there is a sort of foot-shaped panel. And uh, you guess that you're supposed to stand on this thing and press that. Snailian slowly slides off of Larry and they look like a little bit excited. Like they're still a little bit cowed by the fact that Charlie uh, has struggled with this so much and they weren't having fun um playing by the rules which is okay but but they're like a little bit excited by this and they're a little bit like okay we're gonna play the game as we play the game and charlie will make his own decision so they're a little bit excited to the point that they'd actually like get off somebody and want to try it on their own okay but they do ask larry larry can you press the button for me because i'm very and they like wave their arms and they're like you know, very small, so they can't, like, press the button and stay on the shoes, please. Larry hits the button for Snailian. They, like, is... hold their hands up like they're going to be on a roller coaster. It is exactly like that. And while you go 
Like it makes that wonderful thump noise. You know the one like in banks they have those uh, vacuum tubes where they put a little shuffle thing and it goes around. Yes. I love those. It's like so being it's like being one of those. And you go wee and because you're so small you kind of have a bit of a void to like wiggle around in, in this tube. But within two seconds you go plunk 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 into the dining car and you have a very comfortable landing. However, Larry uh, by doing this, mm-hmm. actually, both of you have this kind of moment of serendipity because you realise that not only can people use these tubes by themselves, you can send something or someone through the tube if you press that button and they are standing underneath it. Oh! <laughs> yeah, babes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well then. Uh, Larry looks to Shorts Kid. Would you like to go first? You already went through the tube. No, Larry's still standing there. Oh, okay. I thought you said that they both went through the tube. No, Larry activated it for Snaver. Okay. Uh, Shorts Kid just kind of visibly still looks like upset like they're not happy right now Mm. but uh they just shake their head and uh you get this feeling that like this kid isn't happy at all but all of a sudden that that feel is gone and uh shorts kid is just smiling again and jumps onto the platform and says see you see you in a minute and hits the button and in uh, less than a minute in two seconds you are also in the dining car with snailian and uh, Larry, I'm gonna guess you go too. Uh, and it's it's fun. It's it's like a short journey, but it's like wee. You get the giggly, fizzy feeling in your stomach, like if you've been in a car and you go over a road bump that's a little too big, and you go whoa. It's like that. You feel like that. Uh, and you splat into the dining car, so you can go straight through to the lab. The uh, the exit is very near the door to the lab, but you're in the dining car. Just saying. Uh, sure. Uh, picks up Snailian. Staline makes out a little and doesn't doesn't resist. <laughs> uh, she holds the snail sort of like a stuffed animal. Oh, cute. Larry uh, looks over at the the door that we have heard has been blocked, but may as well confirm the situation with his own eyes. Uh, you see that the door which had been blocked to the ballroom uh, is not blocked anymore but you can see the cupboard that had fallen across it and you can totally believe that it would totally block the door it's a big thing like you're you're surprised that someone as slight as dora could knock that over by accident it's big Mm. to the lab he takes a he he takes a glance around no the dining car Mm -hmm. um he takes it. He takes just like a glance around to see if anything else uh, jumps out. Yeah, sure. You can do a perception roll. I mean, you're all standing in the room with eyes. You can all make a perception roll if you want. Eight. Nineteen, oh. Larry. You are Eight. on your I game. Good rolls this time. <laughs> Shorts kid <laughs> just wants to get to that lab, babe. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> I'm ignoring my problems and that means I'm going to the place. 
and Snellian gets an 11. So again, all very in-character responses. Shorts Kid, you don't care, you want to go to the lab. Snellian, you also want to go to the lab, but you're also, like, emotionally distracted. You all are by what just happened. Larry, you're just, like, very business. And you look, and you actually genuinely look like you're interested in the food car. And uh, with a 19... (laughs) You, you definitely see that that cupboard was heavy enough and big enough to block a door. Uh, you also see that there's a sort of lever thing. You think you see something that's like slotted into the bottom of it. You'd have to investigate to know what that is. Uh, but it's on the other side of this car, so you can't do that from here. Uh, but you can also see that uh, Cuisine Kit's statement holds up in that there are skillets that look like they have rather complicated sources in them, like there's a pan on the stove with a spoon still in it, and it smells really good. It smells really good. Mm. Larry says, "You two can go on ahead. I want to check this out real quick." He's gonna go look at uh, that that lever. Okay. Uh, As he because he has a magnifying glass. Ah. Uh, Finally, one of the rolls doesn't go so great. Yeah, that's an 11. So you go over to this cupboard thing and you you can see there's some kind of... It's kind of fitted flush with the bottom of it, which is why you can't figure out what it is. You feel like maybe it's just part of the design, but it's on the bottom of this thing, so no one ever sees it. But why would you put it there? You know there's a thing, but you don't know what it is. And uh, with that, I'm going to move back to Charlie real quick because uh, the next move you get, you'll be in the lab, so you'll get lots of talking. Uh, Charlie, my boy, <laughs> how are you feeling? Like, emotionally, where are we at? Uh, everything's just kind of... Internally, everything's just kind of turned to stone. He is very annoyed in that very cold and calculated way, and he has exactly what he plans to do in mind. It's just a matter of getting there so he's still uh working his way up the train i'm guessing and trying to get to where the engine is yeah you're you're very close to it actually um what i'm actually going to ask you to do is something that i don't know how to do because what you need to do is get someone in the engine room's attention that you want to go in there but you're not inside a cabin so you can't use one of the screens to communicate with the engineer so Mm. what are you going to do is there is there a way in like over the top if charlie climbs up to the top of the cars and just kind of can he drop in from on top there Indeed. Uh, Looking at all of these cars on either side, there is a little ladder on all of these cars, so you can absolutely clamber up onto the roof. Okay, Charlie's going to do that and see if there's any way he can drop in from there then. Okay, I'm going to ask... Do I need to roll again? Yeah, you're going to have to make an athletics roll for sure. I can do that. I'm not great, but I can do that. (laughs) <laughs> you Ooh. sure about that? You sure about that? That's a nine. Oh, Do you boy. want to use Can any I, of your? I was gonna say. Mm. Uh, I was gonna say because, like, if I if I had done that as acrobatics rather than athletics, it would at least be eleven. <laughs> nah, I mean you're climbing a ladder, dude. Unless you're doing a backflip up it, I can't. I can't really it's allow that. However, I will say that this works visually very well because I wasn't. I kind of was, and I also wasn't making you roll to climb that ladder because the ladder. It's a ladder. You can climb a ladder. You're Charlie. You're an acrobatic cat. You're fine. 
the thing that gets you is when you peek up onto the roof. Because, you know, you have to make a strength check to, like, walk around on the gangway, which has, like, a barrier that you can hang on to and shit, and you're meant to walk on that. The roof is shiny. It's like royal icing, but very hard. And it has a very slight stickiness to it to allow if people like to traverse on the roofs of trains, which some people do, uh, but it does not help you as you are hit by, again, like this wall of air and there is so much candy floss up here. Oh my god, your fur is a mess immediately. Like, you are not having a good day, Charlie. You look terrible. This was a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) But Charlie's not backing down now. Okay, while you're up here determinedly slogging your way along, you, you can see things. Like, you, you have the t- top view of the uh, the cars, and you have these weird noodle transportation tubes over you. I'm going to say, like, where you are, you're probably underneath the uh, second tube. Like, you're actually pretty much uh, where the others are underneath you. So you are just forging your way across the dining car in the lab. And uh, are you going to do any perception check? Um, I, as the player, would like to say yes Mm. in terms of being in character. Charlie's not paying attention to this stuff. He has his goal in mind Mm -hmm. and he's just going for it. I really respect that. I actually, if I hadn't already given you inspiration, I'd give you another one because that's really (laughs) true to the spirit of what you're going through. Anyway, um, you you do make your way across across these roofs without uh, issue, but you see upcoming in front of you the real problem, which is this gumball caddy, which is much bigger than like it's way taller than the other cars, and it is surmounted by this huge transparent glass you think globe, which is full of the fuel for the taffy train. And, you know, you've managed to climb up onto these roofs and you're already having a time. You cannot conceive of being able to climb over that thing. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm just sorry. I'm just having a quick look at my equipment here and just thinking if there's anything I could possibly make work. There's also spells. Um, Remember, there's like, there's no Yeah, that is shield. I don't think I've got any helpful spells for this that aren't just going to cause a lot of damage to the train, which, while Charlie is pissed off, he doesn't want to actually destroy the train or anything. Ah, utility um, spells. The unsung have... heroes of the game. Pretty much. I mean, like, I've got Featherfall, so if all does go to hell and I fall off, mm-hmm. I do have Featherfall. Um, oh, God, one moment. Let me look at my sheet. It's okay. Uh... You want to go back to the others quick while I try and figure out what's something that's going to help me here? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, uh, yeah, so actually that's that's a good point. So you're we leave Charlie looking completely vexed, covered in fluff and sugar and just not having a good time. You guys are on your way to the laboratory to see your best friend, Professor Vudlig Donfrick. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to guess you're just going straight to the laboratory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you go through and the lab is quite exactly as you left it. Um, Woodleg is sitting at, at the machine that you saw him at before, but uh, with the addition of two guards, these are the scientific looking owls, and they nod at you in recognition as you come in. And yeah, things are bubbling. There's There's like instruments churning data, which is weird. Like there's a harpsichord that has got a data readout. You don't know how that works, but it looks cool. 
Um, but nothing has moved, and uh, if you if you ask the owls, they confirm that Vudlik has just been sat working. He hasn't touched anything in here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so... Snailian is, like, trying so hard not to say anything because they remember being polite. But at this point, we have hyped up the gift so much, <laughs> and they want it so bad. And, like, everything is falling apart. Maybe the gift will be something good. They're, like, literally vibrating these short kids' arms. Uh, okay. is working, so he's not going to notice you unless you say something. Uh, Shorts Kid uh, goes over to uh, Woodleg and uh, says, Hi! He, like, jolts out of what he's doing. Oh, hello, hello, I'm not Scottish. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> what does he sound like again? What do I sound like again? Oh, yes, it is bad Dracula voice. Good. Ah, yes, I'm here. And so are you. Welcome, welcome to my laboratory. How can I help? How are you doing? How is the investigation going? Wait a minute. Was, wasn't there uh, one, two, three? There were four of you, weren't there? Immediately, Snailian, like, actuallates. They, like, go full-on melted cat on uh, Shorts Kid's arms, except sad. They just, like, completely deflate. Oh, no. But, like, uh, like has an emotional response to this. It is, oh, I... I see things have uh, not gone so well. This is um, unfortunate and surprising. I was not expecting this, but uh, perhaps I can cheer you up because I can see that uh, you have been working very hard and I did say that I would get you a gift. And he starts rummaging about in, like, it looks like a sort of storage cabinet, you know, like you get in offices, but it's got like levers <laughs> and buttons and lights and he keeps pulling a lever he's like no no it was not that fun and a different drawer opens but then it opens again and there's different stuff in it it's cool uh while he's doing this does anybody want to do anything else Snailian slowly recollects himself and again they've got that gloom in their eye but they're like still sort of semi-melting because they're very upset and then he talked about it straight up and like it's not his fault so they can't even be mad at him but it's very upsetting uh shorts kid just goes over to see what uh woodley is doing uh completely like you'd think they were like upset right now and angry but like nope they're not anymore. That's not a thing that's existing right now. They're not angry at all. Um, what is this fun thing? Can can Shorts Kid press the buttons? Are they legally allowed to? They are totally not allowed to. Please roll me sleight of hand. <laughs> okay, um, sleight of hand. Hold on. I need to look at it on my sheet. Uh, okay. It's somewhere down there at the bottom. Oh, that's yep. a 19. Yeah, you totally manage uh, to, uh, you you pull a big old lever or press a button. Actually, yeah, what do you do? Like, what colour is it? What does it, what does it look like? Tell me. Uh, it's the biggest button, and uh, it is a bright colour of your choosing. It just has to be lit up, and uh, Shorts Kid sees it, and that's the holy grail of buttons, my dude. That's the holy grail of buttons, and they just... They're being, like, not actually super secretive, but uh, Woodling's back is turned, so they have their hands, like, flat palm, fingers out, 
bam, <laughs> slow motion, and you just see the look of like uh, just sheer. God, it starts with an E. Um, ecstasy on their face, uh, and uh, then it's up to you what happens. In fact, that's perfect because uh, we continue in slow motion as this giant. Well, it's not giant, actually, but it's so shiny. It's this beautiful emerald green button, and it does. It has this sort of rather eerie glow to it, in fact, but it's very appealing, and you press it, and while Ludwig is, like, half in one of these drawers, because he's a duck, man, he's not huge, uh, the bottommost drawer, which is very thin, opens up, and something, in slow motion, comes flying out of it, and it is this small, flat, oval shape with a chain, and it hits the floor, and as it hits the floor, it pops open. And you realise, all of you, that it is a locket. And it has inside of it a very simple, really kind of nicely executed little portrait. And it's got a little velvet cushion on the other side, so it's not scratched. And it looks like this. Aww. So, uh, for those listening... Yeah, for, for those listening, uh, I will put this picture up in the video, so if you're just listening, now is the time to look at the screen. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Al? I, I talked over you. Uh, Shorts Kid wants that, but, like, uh, they're not just going to take it, because it's not like there's some sort of, like, thief or something. So they're just like, oh, oh, that that is shiny, and there's a duck in it. I kind of want that. <laughs> okay. Uh, does, does Shorts Kid pick it up? And if Shorts Kid does, what did the other two do? Uh, did did we all see it fly out? Oh, for sure. It was, like, really obvious. Yeah. Okay. Snailian, um... like, looks at the face, but, like, they have no idea what this means. Again, they only just learned about Scrooge McCodger, uh and... Uh, they they know about Ludwig because they're they're now friends, I guess, with Ludwig. Um, but but they don't they have no idea what this means. They just know that their other uh, cousin nephew Naldo is vanished. Is oh they actually do ask is that Naldo? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not, and you're not going to find out who it is unless you talk to someone. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. They, Larry, they Larry, they... Will, Larry will go to pick it up. Larry will go to pick it up. Uh, sh yeah, Shorts Kid is just kind of staring at it like, oh, oh, that's pretty. That's real good. And they notice uh, when Larry picks it up, they're just like, uh, they pull on his arm a little bit so that it's still tipped towards them. And Shorts Kid is like, a deuce. A duck. Um, and... And and Larry says, "Hey, you dropped something." Uh, Ludwig has. Oh, sorry, you go first. Mister Ludwig, is that Naldo? Uh, Ludwig has just found what he was going to give to Snailian and has closed the drawer and dropped down, holding it up in triumph. And his face. This is the first time you've seen this guy who's so positive, who's so open to new ideas, and so excited to meet you all. And he looks like his brain has just stopped functioning error.exe404 message. And he sort of stutters and says, 
how did um may I have that back, please? Harry hands it back. He takes it and closes it and puts it in his pocket. Well, I'm sorry, that must have <laughs> fallen out of somewhere. And he looks at the bottom drawer and kicks it shut and then rubs his hands together like, never mind, here it is, this is what I have for you. We will move on and not mention that thing again. Ah, here you go. And uh, Snailian, he is offering you a tiny thing. It looks like a grey AA battery, which is kind of maybe visually very disappointing, but he's handing it over with great ceremony. What do you do? Snailian's face was like from curious and worried and it like sees this and like it definitely falls and and but like it, it they know they know that this is like supposed to be their gift and like maybe it was sort of last minute because thingamahoozy and whatchamacallit but they see this and their face just like falls because it's gray and like a battery and they like try really hard they you can like see the effort <laughs> they rise back up and they say thank you mr ludwig and they very delicately take it but they are they were definitely more excited by holding the belt with all the samples than they were by this little gray battery thing they're 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 legitimately upset but trying so hard not to let the person who's playing the game show it Woodleg, like having gone from kind of broken-brained, almost sadness, you you got a feeling of like almost despair for a second there. But he is back, you think, to normal because he chuckles at your very obvious reaction to this, and he says, "Well, you know, not all that glitters is gold, and not all that is uh, wondrous." is something wondrous to look at. I think you will find this is a marvelous thing because you'll see this. This is something. Oh, you know this is something I have been working on for years. And he is like actually back in the moment now. He's very excited about this thing. I know I should have made it look maybe more special, but that's, you know, the function. The function is the thing. And um, what you are holding in your hand, oh my, it's, oh, this is very exciting. I only have made three of these in my whole career, and uh, they are very precious. You see, um, well, let's see if you can use it first. Uh, I would like you to hold it, but uh, touch each end between your little hands. And he says this uh, with a question mark, because you don't really have hands, you have little nubbins, as you've described. I call them nubbins, but I'm okay with hands. And they've, like, definitely perked up a little bit with, like, it's important. There's only three of them. And they, like, totally, like, went, when he said, not everything that is wonderful is glittery. And they were like, I love glitter. What are you talking about? But now they're, like, sort of perked up. They're still in that semi-disappointed mode that they're trying so hard to hide. But they're, like, they're, like, slowly perking up. So uh, I'm going to assume you put your nubbins on either end of it, like you would slot a battery into uh, a thing that yes. needs a battery. And yes. as as you do this, you feel this wonderful tingling, and it feels like the universe makes just a little bit more sense. And he says, what you have there is a brain cell. You are holding a, what I call a brain cell. What this thing does is it gives you insight, but it gives you, it's, it's more than that. It gives you 
direction. It only works once after a long rest. You know, you need to nap and it, it uses part of your brain, part of your soul, your instinct that you do not know exists. And as uh, the DM, what I'm telling you is that, yes, you can hold the brain cell. You actually have a brain cell to hold. And what it does, what it does is once every long rest, if you're really stuck, and this has to be within reason with the DM's permission, but once per rest, if you're really stuck or you don't know where to go, or there's a puzzle that you just can't get your head around, you can use this to get a hint. It's like a hint coin. <laughs> oh man, I that giggle was kind of evil. <laughs> you were, you guys were talking about the, the brain cell all over the beginning of this, and I was so hard pressed not to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about it for like three games at this point, and yeah. now I have it. <laughs> you finally have the brain cell. Yes. And. Snailian is going to need it because Snailian is very kind, but Snailian is not the smartest. <laughs> so, so Snailian is like looking at it like, whoa. They were like, do I use it by holding it in my hands like this, or like, because I want to, I want to accidentally use 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 it. Oh yeah. And they um, like look between the brain cell and Ludwig like. Well, you see, um, you have to think of something specific. So say if you are lost in a forest and you want to know which direction to go, you would hold it and think, where do I go? And it would tell you, it may be a little cryptic sometimes. It is. <laughs> I don't fully understand what it is myself. And he looks at it in a sort of, I don't know what I made, but it's cool sort of a way. Uh, and yeah, likewise, if you want to use this, you do have to hold it in that specific way. So if you had, as it were, an average cartoon hand, you would hold it between your fingers and then think of the gen the general gist of what you need help with, and then it will activate. But again, you can only do it once per long rest. They nod very seriously, and I'm like, thank you, Mr. Ludwig, for giving me something that is so special. And and like you can see, they finally come around emotionally and are like actually seriously 100% into this. <laughs> How about you two? How are you reacting to this? Uh, Short's kid is just sort of like, so that's what it, oh, I guess it makes you smarter, that's cool. And they're just like happy that Snail got a present because Snail hasn't had a present for a while. And it's just like, oh, I really like that. They're just happy about it. And um, they're also uh, still thinking about the locket a little bit. And uh, also like, uh, uh about what they need to do to investigate the mortar and just a bunch of things really because they're trying to keep themselves from thinking about uh charlie because while they were like angry at him like they're still buddies and they're like you still have like the right to you can be angry at a friend and not happy with them and then still regret that you like uh did something that wasn't nice you know so right now, uh, Short's kid is thinking, okay, maybe he did cheat, but I didn't have to hit him with my key. Mm. I'm just really used to hitting things with my key. But then they, like, try to shake that off, and uh, they uh, just go up to Vudlig and uh, say, um, uh, can we use your, your blinky music thing? 
Oh, for sure. You found samples. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can totally do that. Yay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm guessing you're handing over the uh, little test tube samples that you got. Yeah. Uh, can... Snailian absolutely pulls out the belt with a big flourish and like individually hands out samples because this is their belt that they're holding and they did good. <laughs> well, Larry was the one who found them. So, uh, Larry, do you want to like list them off and describe them as, you know, Rudling is going to try and analyze these for you? Uh, I'm suddenly confused. I don't remember where we got these. <laughs> so we had the hair from the dining cart. No, it was from the dining bathing. cart, the bathing cart. The bathing cart, yeah. Okay, well, I, I will say right. that that one runs very quickly. Uh, and Vudlik explains that depending on what the substance is and whether he has something to compare in his database, uh, it could take a long time or a short time. Um, but this hair comes up immediately because all of the passengers on this train have had the DNA taste and uh, it comes up as DJ moves. We have the victim's chalky outline. Uh, yes, uh, that one takes longer. That one does take a bit longer, which, you know, he kind of frowns a bit at, but it comes up as uh, Victor Tim's DNA. Uh, Vic, Tim... What else did we collect? We, well, I mean, we got the device thing. I don't know if that goes through device? the thing Oh, uh, Remind me what, what the device was. The, 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 the thing that he found in the trash can. Oh, yes. No, you found the burned remains of something, but you can't tell what it was. So yeah, you hand over yeah. these ashes and this one does take a while. Uh, but, you know, it sits there and goes and it comes out and he's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm uh, not actually sure what this was, but at best guess this was some sort of tape, like a cassette tape. It was a form of cellophane. Let's see, was mm -hmm. cassette tape. Okay. Um... So, from the library, we had gotten the outline. From the bathing car, we had gotten the hair. Did we get everything else? Was was that where we found the trash can? Yeah, that was where you found the stuff in the trash can and the uh, chalk that was in the drain. You did really well in that car. I was really impressed. Can we look that was in the drain, or did we, or did we already run that? The chalk in the drain uh, turns out to be Victor Tim's outline. Yeah. Okay. Um... Did we collect anything from the ballroom? You haven't been there yet. Okay. No, we didn't look in there. <laughs> okay, did we look in the dining car? Mm, a bit, but you didn't collect any data. Okay, so I think that's all the items we have. I've also written those down in my little notes if anybody wants to look. That's uh, fine. Uh, before we scoot on over to Charlie, I am going to say, Larry, do you want to contribute anything? Um... I, I had a brain thing and then the brain thing evaporated. Oh, it, it uh, happened. Actually, yeah, may I ask? I just need a break for like uh, two minutes, if that's okay. Maybe you can like talk to yourselves and talk about what you found so far. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. I'll be back in a uh, second. Bye.
It's just, oh man, game's getting complicated. Drama! You're telling me I've just spent the past 10 minutes just scouring through the player's handbook trying to look for something that might be helpful to me. Uh, no, I have, um, if it helps, I have a plan, TM, in that uh, once Charlie gets up to the conductor, uh, or the engineer, excuse me, once Charlie gets up to the engineer, uh, Shorts Kid is going to completely by coincidence uh, make uh, a call to the engineer and apologize to Charlie via it. That might be nice. Do give Charlie enough time to kind of do his dramatic slash angry speech at the um, engineer, please. But I no, like that's what's gonna happen. I'll just wait until he's done and then like ring, 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 just like breaking <laughs> the tension entirely. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. This is how I am. No. No, you're so valid. All right, so um, just so you guys know, I do have in the player discussion all of the notes I have. It's all disconnected, but I've written down everything. I think we have all of the data, all of the items that we could have had for Ludwig. Um, I've got all of the witness statements, except for Mr. Victim. And I suppose from the engineer... Uh, just in case we want to interrogate him too, even though he said he didn't see anything. Um, um, like, to be fair, we were with the engineer at the time. Yes, but we can still confirm him to us. So, so here's the That's thing. That's what Charlie's that about Larry, to do. Don't worry. Here's, here's the thing that, you know, has been in the back of Larry's mind since before they figured out that this is a movie. Um, the fact of the matter is, you know, the engineer was very, very particular about making sure we were in a certain location by a certain time. He was not being uh, very uh, subtle about checking his stopwatch. Also, this is a train full of arms that can just pop out with tools to do whatever you need at any time. And he's the guy who controls the arms. And he was touring us around the engine when the murder happened, so he could have flipped any goddamn switch. We don't know. So, I'm not saying that, you know, at this point, we've collected enough data. I don't think he did it. But also, he could have done it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Snalian's only thing about that would be, like, they did understand that everything that the engineer was doing, so they could probably, if they looked at the controls, see if this is what the murder happening would do because they understand how this train works on a mental level but that's something that we could talk about in character so um that is absolutely valid we should definitely interrogate the engineer too though i'm very excited yeah. for this to happen also hi i'm back <laughs> welcome back. Hey, welcome no. back sorry uh yes i needed to pee again i have been drinking water like <coughs> a crazy person uh sorry larry was there anything you wanted to say to Woodlick? or do um <coughs> <coughs> Larry just, you know, you know, says, all right, thanks for your help. Yeah, I guess thank we'll, you. uh, thank you. We'll be back when we get more stuff. Ah. By the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, sorry. 
I I know what it's like, so don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Uh, I, I want, Larry, I want you to roll insight with advantage. Hey, that's one thing he does okay at. Yeah. Larry, I love you. Oh, that's a 10. Try again. 21. Hey, Look at 21. that, 21. What a beautiful number that is. Very satisfying. Uh, yeah, with this, like, the 10 actually kind of translates as Woodleg almost not realising what you're referring to because so much has happened since then. He's got a very uh, forward-moving brain, this scientist guy. And uh, Bill, Bill, he's got a Bill. He's a duck. We can make that joke, right? Uh, and uh, he softens slightly when he realises what you were talking about and doesn't say anything but gives you a smile of very sincere gratitude that you're not asking him about it and he gets it that you get it and there is a sort of I am sorry for you in that expression it's it's all very subtle like he's got expressive mm-hmm. eyebrows he was animated by milk cart go figure <laughs> yeah uh Larry Larry just gives a, a little nod to him and gestures that uh we should probably go keep investigating Ah, yes. I will uh, wish you luck, and uh, I wish all of you luck. And uh, speaking of absent friends, let's zip back over to Charlie. Charlie, lad, have you thought of anything? I have two ideas in mind. Um, I'm going to go with the less destructive one first. I'm relieved to hear (laughs) it. Because, again, I don't... I would prefer not to damage the train, but at the same time, Charlie is very determined and has already blown a door open, so eh. Mm -hmm. Um, But the less destructive one is... Um, basically one of the things that prestidigitation can do yes. is create a non-magical trinket um, that is like can fit in your hand mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking hmm suction cups oh, would that yes would you accept that absolutely that's genius and as everybody by this point knows prestidigitation is my favourite cantrip it's so creative and it just begs for people to play around please use that yeah um, what I will ask ask you to do is do a, an athletics check. I think that counts. Yeah. If you're going yeah, to suction cup your way over this. Athletics more than anything else because it's definitely more strength based. I think so. And fingers crossed he can keep his concentration. Ooh. So. 20, 20 plus. Immediately forgotten what the number was. Four. Plus four is nice. 19! So, yeah, it's a bit of a hair-raising stunt, but, you know, Buster Keaton would be proud of you. Uh, you managed to shop, shop, shop uh, all over this, this very smooth, round surface. And, um, yeah, you, you get a nice look at the inside. It's, it's all made out of uh, what you realise that this glass is actually probably extremely hardened sugar. It's like completely transparent glass sugar that's been blown into a sphere. To, you know, to keep, keep with the aesthetic. But it's full of uh, Pop Rocks and chocolate and something else that's pink. But yeah, it smells like sugar, for sure. Um, but with a 19, you make it over this globe with no issue. Drop down on the other side and you're outside the engine door. Okay, so is the door... Wait, first up, is the door unlocked? Uh, mm, That's a very good question, actually. No, it's not locked because uh, ma- basically the main gateway is the underside of that uh, gumball caddy and uh, yeah no so it's it's shut but it's not locked uh so shut but not locked okay that's 
Um, that's fair enough. In which case, like, is there a window or something that Charlie can kind of look in through and see where people are in the engine room? Not anywhere close. You'd have to, like, clamber onto the main, uh, chassis, and that looks really not good. That looks like a really bad idea. <laughs> Charlie is done with climbing, so, okay, so no peering in the window. He's just kind of open the door and kind of stroll in all friendly-like, and, um, like, what what he wants to do, what I want him to do, is just kind of like open the door, smiling, kind of like one hand in the pocket, looking like, oh, very friendly, give people a bit of a wave as he steps in. And while they're still kind of working out what's going on, he's going to kind of like quickly step over to the engineer, lift him up by the lapels and slam him into the wall, growling at him. Wow, that's a lot of rolls you're going to have to make, buddy. Uh, but you open yeah, the door. I know. You open the door just fine because, yeah, there's an access panel. Like all of these doors have... Uh, a push panel so you just press your paw against it and it goes shoop and you walk in and it goes shoop behind you and even just this noise is enough for the three occupants of this train carriage to turn around because they were not expecting a visitor and uh, <laughs> just in that short amount of time you see the engineer's ears and the feathers on the side of his face kind of prickle uh, but okay. you don't see any emotion register on his face the owls at the front they both look kind of like at you and then at each other and then they just turn their heads very slowly and look out of the front of the train because that's not <laughs> their issue whatever's gonna happen next that's on him <laughs> okay so now you're right, going to try uh, and grapple him basically so what is this a strength contest yeah i think it's a strength contest i'm probably gonna lose this because uh charlie is um not the strongest mm -hmm. but i'm just wondering does he have surprise on his side at all um, yeah, I'm going to say yeah, because, like, the engineer would not expect him to do this. So that's that's cool. fine. That's fine. You can say what you like about right, me as that's... a DM, but I am fair. Oh, oh well, I rolled really uh, badly, that's... so... Seven was me. Yeah. Roll again, see if you do, <laughs> do any... I, do I get advantage here? Yeah, sure, let's see how bad this is. Okay, it's not that bad. Um, in fact, as you grab the engineer, who's a lot shorter than you? Like, he's he's a short character, man. He's only a tiny bit taller than Short's kid. Uh, you get hold of his lapels and you do this dramatic slamming him up against the wall and growling. With a four, he, like, you almost feel like he didn't try to resist. Like, he was definitely surprised. But, like, he's just kind of letting his limbs hang there as he looks at you. And he's... Well, actually, uh, you have to now roll me Intimidation. <laughs> Let's see what happens with that. This will be entertaining. Excellent. I might make I this a versus. Hang on, I've got to get right. my character You know... Alright, so you know that sort of... Um something that's halfway between like a scowl and a smile it's like you were absolutely furiously angry but you're trying to put on a pleasant smile it's really not working but you're trying Ooh. uh that's what he's doing with a 19. that's a 19 that's very good uh let me just see if i can do this is like a versus so this is also to see how intimidated he is a 16 he's impressed he's impressed like he's actually kind of like oh this guy could present a challenge uh <laughs> He is actually kind of like, hmm, this, this could be a problem on the inside, but he's an actor. He has 40 years of experience and he doesn't let oh, it yeah. show. He doesn't let it show. Um, but he's also like, uh, all right, hello, laddie. Um, uh, do you have something you want to talk about? 
sure do, mate. I see you running your little game here. I see you like playing these tricks with everyone else and your cameras and microphones all about everywhere. And just so you know, I've had enough. I want off. I want out. And I want you to quit this fucking game. Well, this pecking game. <laughs> you used a real swear. Whoa, crawler. That means he's serious. <laughs> I forget. I, I keep forget that I like. I, I swear all the Because the fact is, I am used to a human Charlie that mm-hmm. swears a lot. I mm-hmm. forget that I'm a tune here. That's all right. This this character that you're talking to swears a lot, but it's like the the world's version of actual swearing. So I don't know where that sits on the scale of severity. Uh, but even so, he is a bit surprised at this outburst, and uh, he says, "You want to get off the train." Well, I can arrange that. I'm tempted to, I have to say. And then, you know, you notice a sort of drop in the amused smile that kind of levels out. And and he continues, but I'm not sure it would be advisable for your health at this speed. And you can see outside of the engine at all sides. Like I said, it's like a kind of double-sided mirror. You're going very fast. This train is very fast. You're currently uh, sailing over sort of flatlands. You think um, they might grow some sort of crops out here, but there's like flat pools of water with little barriers in between. It's very scenic, and especially with the dying embers of the sunset reflecting in it, it's really beautiful, really nice out there. But you're going very fast! No, Charlie Charlie knows that considering where he was just walking along to get he- here and how he still has like cotton candy in his fur. He knows they're going fast and he knows if he really if he was just wanting out, he could have just left. He has a spell that would help him with that. Um but this isn't about that. This is about getting even. This is about you know what? If the kid wanted to play things fair, then fine. We're making things fair. And he kind of shoves um, the engineer against the wall again and just lets him drop and goes, you know what? You seem like not half a bad guy. It's like, you let me you let me blow the whistle? You seem pretty, and you've seemed pretty welcoming this whole time. I am not happy with these games, with this nonsense. <laughs> And with you lying to us. The engineer just lets Charlie talk. Like, he just lets him go off. And is kind of, like, listening. But you, it's also like you, you get this feeling like, he's a granddad. He's had so many tantrums from his kids and his grandkids. And that is exactly what you're doing right now, even if yeah. you're not aware yeah. of it. So there is... Accidentally, probably a bit of patronising, like from this small creature, <laughs> who who doesn't seem to have responded in fear to physical accosting at all. He's just like, okay, all right, laddie. I don't quite know what you're talking about. Like sincerely, <laughs> me lying to you. I actually have to say that if you had bothered to read your contract. You would understand everything. But as you didn't see the need to, I wouldn't say it's my fault. And who said I actually signed it? Oh, you signed it, all right. And uh, he brings out the contract. And as you're watching it, that squiggle that was a name that doesn't exist rearranges itself into your name. 
And it is your signature. Okay. <laughs> oh no. You see, I have a friend who's extremely good at drawing up contracts. You should meet him. He's very tall and uh, has this tendency to keep hold of things like souls and such. He's a fascinating fella. But uh, he's also very good at making binding contracts for people who aren't so honest. Isn't that interesting? Charlie goes white and it's not entirely clear if it is out of fear or rage. <laughs> but he is shaking and he is very, very ready to lash out right now. He is not normally that violent a person, uh, but he is not happy with everything that's been going on. And so far it's just been one thing on top of another. And he is going to pick the engineer up again is he? and just hold him over the edge of the train. No, he's not. Uh, there's a lot of things that would happen before that. But for one, like, you, That's fair. you have to, like, okay, you're making a dex roll for sure to try and grab him. So I'm going to let yeah, you make okay. that roll first before I do anything. No, I completely understand stuff happening. I'm just going to tell you what the, Charlie the is intention, going to do. The intention uh, is good. I understand that. Okay, that's 15. a 15, and uh, I get two dex saves because uh, barbarians can do that when they see a threat. So I've matched your, Ooh. I've matched it already, so this could be interesting uh, anyway. Attackers have... Attackers, attackers have... actually generally have... Oh, it's so... usually the aggressor that has the advantage when it comes to even numbers, but it's up to you because you're the DM. I will say, what happens Again, is... because because it's barbarians, they also get advantage, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both get advantage, which means it cancels out. So what happens with that is you get hold of him, but it's partly because he wasn't actually trying to avoid it. What he was doing was reaching out and grabbing a particular lever and the door shuts behind you and the door shuts behind you and the door shuts behind you and several layers of steel and shutters and something that looks like an electrified force field shut behind you and in front of you so the main console to the engine is off limits and your exit is off limits you are now in a little box with this guy who is a barbarian who looks like he might actually lose his temper if you keep going this way hey kai can oh. i cut in now kai can, can i can i can i do like the thing or do you want to let this go further yeah like do we cut back like or what Give me one more cool one-liner. <laughs> All right, go for it. And it's just like, I think Charlie, like, because, like, he has managed to grab uh, the engineer again, pulls, and once again, pulls him close and just, like, spits in his, pa his face. It's like, Aww. you can't play with people like this. People are not puppets. And now we'll cut back to you guys. Uh, Shorts Kid, uh, because I really, really want to do this, uh, goes over to the communicator. Oh, beautiful. Which, as you know, provides the direct line to the engineer. This is so good. And uh, says, uh, doesn't actually uh, ask for Larry's help this time, because, like, uh, they're trying to do this uh, shyly. Uh, they jump up, they do a double jump and hit the button, and uh, then they wait as it rings. Um, fortunately, because it's beautiful, this is so good, the communication panel is within the section that you have ended up in that's blocked off. And it flickers on, and you three are treated to a sight 
of Charlie spitting in the engineer's face. You see that live on camera, and uh, the engineer sort of tilts his head to the side like, that really wasn't necessary, and turns to look at the screen and says, Oh, hello. Uh, if I may cordially um, invite you all to come and talk to me, just for a wee while, if I can get your uh, colleague's permission to uh, settle down slightly. I um, I gotta talk to Charlie first, cause, um, uh, and she looks a little shy and she looks down and kicks at the ground and then all in one big blurb, she says, Charlie, I'm sorry I hit you. That's enough for Charlie to kind of just like pause for a moment. And then- I shouldn't, yeah, she's like, yeah. I, sh I, yeah, I shouldn't have done it. I was he just slowly, I, he yeah. slowly lowers the engineer to the ground. I was just, I was kind of mad because, um, well, we all agreed to play by the rules at the start. That's what the, the contracts are. And, um, I just, I thought you were having fun and then you weren't. And then you're like, oh, we should cheat. And when you try to cheat, when you've signed a contract, bad things happen. And I didn't want bad things to happen and I figured maybe if I just I bonked you you would realize that we do have to play fair but that's not how I should have done it and I'm really sorry and I don't think you're boring I think you're really nice and uh shorts kid sniffles and uh stares directly uh into the camera and says I, I don't know what else to say I'm sorry please don't be mad at us because I made a big mistake and I'm trying to apologize and you don't have to say that's okay. You don't have to forgive me, but I just want you to know I'm sorry. So don't hold it against Snailian and, and Larry and my train dad. Um, I just, I'm sorry. And um, if it, if it helps, uh, and you think that uh, the engineer isn't playing fair either, he also signed a contract to play fair. And uh, Short's kid digs around in their pocket and holds up their contract with which uh, an adult has signed it in local parentis. And it is the engineer. So if the engineer is cheating or lying in any way, they have technically already broken the contract and made it null and void. <laughs> The engineer, like, glows with pride, just is so happy about this kid and uh, doesn't say anything because it's not his turn to say it, but <laughs> this, there's this smile and Shorts Kid, you can totally see that. That's so cute. Charlie's still furious. He has lowered the engineer for the sake of the fact that, okay, yeah, no, there are other people watching now. He has not actually let go. Until now, when he, um, like, again, shoves the engineer away and just staring at Shorts Kid and just goes, like, he's not your dad, kid. He's more of a con artist than I am. He's my temporary train dad. Also, I don't um, have parents, so my standards are kind of low. Um, you're a con artist? Not a very good one. Well, I don't see why I should add to the number of liars on this fucking train. 
Peck and train. Peck and train. <laughs> if I say fuck, please translate it into peck. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, I've got to say, Larry and Snailian, how are you dealing with this? <laughs> Snailian is very much like, I don't know how to make this better, so it's not my turn in the acting order. So they're very much like doing the the thing that like actors do when they're in the background of a dramatic scene where they like look from one to look to the other but but you can also like see the gears turning in their brain of like how can i help how can i make this better and they're coming up with nothing they desperately want to help but like they aren't actually part of the crux of the scene so so even though they're trying to think of something they just can't good team player i appreciate that uh larry Larry is not there anymore. He saw the situation on the screen and bolted for oh, no. oh, no. the engine room. Oh, no. oh yes! <laughs> All the doors are still in place. Yeah. All the doors are still like blocking people. Yeah. Well, not kind. Well, the- he can get through the train carriage, but he's going to have the same problem you had with the gumball caddy for sure. For sure. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Gosh. I'm gonna say like, let's go to Larry. Let's go live to Larry. What's what's happening, Larry? What's the play? What's your plan to get over this gumball? Tell us, please. <laughs> um, let's see. He, I mean, he's he's got rope and a grappling hook. Cool. He will use a grappling hook to swing around the thing. Cool. Roll. I have no idea what. <laughs> Probably a dex. Yeah, sure. You, I mean, you choose, like, if you want to make it strength, you can do strength, do dex, do dex. What I will say is I'm going to give you advantage because, like, this is the coolest shit. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go with strength because that's an extra oh, one. 17. Lovely. That's already pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to say that works. Yeah, 17 is fine. Uh, yeah, you, you totally Tarzan this thing up, and uh, you land on the other side of the gumball in one fell swoop, literally. And uh, I'm going to say, like, yeah, do you just start hammering on the door to the engine? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the engineer hears this, and on the screen, like, Snailian and that short skin, <laughs> you're like, you see him, like, look from the screen to the door to the screen to Charlie, and it's like, you lot are, you lot are fascinating you know that (laughs) and he flicks a switch and all of these barriers dissipate and uh larry yeah the door just opens and you can come in and uh the engineer turns to the screen again and is like um well if you two want to join us it's all very cozy in here and we can talk things over okay um and uh, it, then again, if you feel say this, Ooh, yes, uh, Charlie, please don't kill Train Dad. Just like as a favor to me, maybe, but like you can try it because he's actually like real hard to fight. I mean, especially when he's got like a knife, but it's fun. It is fun. You can fight him, just don't like hurt him. Charlie actually gets very confused when it's like like very confused for a second when it's the request of like oh yeah please don't kill him because Charlie's just like 
was maybe gonna beat him up, was definitely not gonna kill him at any point. Like, he's furious, but, like, gets very confused at the point of, like, wait, no, I'm not gonna kill anyone, what? No. <laughs> Especially as he's already put the engineer down by this point. Does Charlie not realise what a bad guy he looked like? Because, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Oh my goodness me. Um, just to tidy things up, because we are getting to the end of the designated section, I'm going to ask you guys a question collectively, because uh, this didn't go the way I expected, which is great, and always the case in D&D. <laughs> so um, you aren't going to collect all the evidence in time for our half-past shut-off, I will say that. So do you want to just all go to the engine room and have this scene? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. we need this dramatic... We need it! Okay, so we have a a zip pan sort of, uh, whatever you call it, time transition. So we're all in the engine room together. Larry, your efforts uh, are appreciated by the engineer and uh, diffuse the situation. So you're hurrying to the scene in a really cool, dramatic, heroic way. <laughs> Has again re-earned you some kudos. <laughs> re-earned you some kudos with him. Uh, and he just, like, he kind of sits on the floor which makes him look even more like a cuddly toy than ever. This whole scene is ridiculous. You're in a sugar-powered train and you just molested this thing that looks like a cross between a Muppet and your favourite toy. Uh, <laughs> so, and uh, he just sort of says, all right, let's have it. Um, I think Charlie should start. Could you be specific about what you are so upset about, laddie? Let's see. And he starts ticking stuff off, off on his fingers. And it's like, there's the fact that you're filming us. There's the fact that there probably wasn't even a murder. There's the fact that you've kind of actually likely arranged this all just for the sake of a movie. There's the fact that, you know, everyone seems to be lying for us. And don't tell and don't tell me they're not because I saw the peckin' script. Uh, and so that's just the fact that, like, you thought, yeah, you go, you go. It's all right. The engineer's just nodding to each of these very patiently. He's like, oh, that's interesting. So, for a start, you count acting as lying. That's an interesting discrepancy. And, uh... Yes, Charlie was... does. Just, just, just nodding there. <laughs> what was one of the other things you just said? I'm actually very tired. I'm having to try hard to remember what you said. Oh, no. Help. What was the second what was thing? I'm, I'm, like, actually oh, losing I don't even remember things. what it was anymore. One Shit. moment. Let me go. I'll go through the list again. There was... Um, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Everyone was lying. There well, was the filming. Uh, there was, like, being brought under here under false pretexts, pre like, pretenses. Um, I think that was it. Okay. Um, yeah, and he says, well, it's true. I did not expect you to be aware that you were being filmed. And I'll be very interested to find out who told you that. And he says that with a sort of amount of threat to whichever one of his other actors, like, blew this. <laughs> like, you're not oh, in danger. we just figured it out. Yeah, and he says, well, you've, we proved, figured it out. you've proved yourself to be extremely good detectives. Like, better than I expected. Perhaps that's all me. Um, hmm, fascinating. But, uh... You seem to think that it's a bad thing that nobody was actually murdered. That one's fascinating to me. Can you explain that, Charlie? Oh, I'm pretty happy that there's no one actually dead, but the fact that you made us treat it all like it was one is... That's kind of the thing that's ticking me off right now. 
he tilts his head to the side. He's like, that was a bit hard as a emotional response. I wasn't expecting anybody so young on the train. And he does look at Short's kid with a bit of guilt there. He's like, oh, yeah, that's but we did thing it. I'm angry at you about. We did it in the name of cinematography. I was at. I needed the genuine emotional response. Don't you understand, laddie? Murder happens. Exactly. He gets it. The child gets it, but you don't get it. I think there's some, oh, we've got work to do with you. And he taps you on the shoulder, like, patiently. Sorry, uh, Larry, you were going to say something. Uh, just, you know, the fact that a murder happened and then he came to us with a fun, wacky detective costume and asked us to solve everything. You might recall my reaction to that. You were pretty into it at the time. But I'm just saying, it's probably a sign from the start that this was all pretty bogus. Engineer looks fascinated by this revelation that Charlie was into it. And from this, you all glean that even though he can communicate live via these little screens, television in Inkwell is like, Inkwell is really in its infancy. Like, cinema projection has been around for a while. But, like, colour and sound has... Like, that's that's only been around for, like, 30, 25 years, 30 years. And, like, televisions aren't great. They're, like, the really old black and white ones with the tiny square screen. They're not, they're not awesome. So, like, he has been filming you, you assume, and recording it. He hasn't actually been watching this live. He doesn't know what you've been doing. Sometimes. Is everybody dead? <laughs> I'm okay. No, I was waiting to see if anybody else wanted to talk mm-hmm. because uh, Shorts Kid is just like, uh, I know it's usually a game, which was why I wasn't like really upset, I guess. Because, like, who in their right mind would, like, you know, actually, like, kill a person on a train if it's, like, fancy and stuff? I mean, I didn't like the dude but honestly i've seen a lot of people where it's like oh they died but no it's a ghost or oh they ground him up into paste but he lives in a jar now so like <laughs> death in is death is an obscure concept i'm like 90 percent sure that the guy is still alive but pretending to be a chalk outline right now so well i, mean, I, I cannot give everything pretty, away it's, it's pretty hard to kill a tune <laughs> That sure is, laddie. One I, of our defining traits. It sure is. That's that's very true. Um, the problem here is, and he actually looks a bit tired here. Yes, I, I am making a movie, but the thing is, I've been coerced into driving this train rather under duress, and I mean, it is very important. Understand that. Oh, I'm glad you do not know who the financier of this voyage is, but he, he, he is the piece of uh, work. Is it the angry duck man? There's a sudden quiet, and again, the owls <laughs> at the front of the train look at each other, look at you, look at each other, and then look at the front of the train. <laughs> like, we're not here! We're not here! They are so good. I love these owls so much. They're called Maisie and Daisy, by the way. Uh, yes! <laughs> they have a whole story. Um, they're married. And uh, the engineer... <gasps> yes! Yeah, Maisie and Daisy. 
I love them. Fan art will probably ensue. Uh, the engineer looks actually, for the first time, kind of tense, and he stands up. And he actually backs away slightly and says, That information should not have been made available to you, and considering only three people on this train know that information, and one of them is, in inverted commas, dead, who told you? Look, just um, as you've been lying to us, we've got our own sources too. Um, I'll tell you if you want. I'll and then uh, Short's kid just kind of shrugs at Charlie and says, if you don't like that he's lying to you, why do you want to lie to him? Uh, well, kid, remember, you promised the others. You promised him. Oh, I did. Um, then can I give him a hint? Can I give him a hint but not say it? Charlie kind of like waves his paw kind of like with a very skeptical look. <laughs> okay, like, um, um, you, you know the initial amount kid. of people you thought were on the train? That count was inaccurate. The engineer looks really concerned and looks at Snailian and Larry. They're, they're That's not, all I can give you, but they're not like murderers or anything, so you're good. Yeah, they're all right. Don't worry about it. They're not you gonna mess up. Me. They're not I gonna mess. Lie to you. They're not gonna mess up the game. Uh, they're not gonna mess up the. Snailian is like, they've they've been so far through the emotional ringer. They're like just sort of muted at this point. Like like oh. they're 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 black and white, but like. You can see some sort of grays coming in. They're they're so sort of deflated because they're like, I just don't want there to be more interpersonal conflict. I get that it's a game, but now everybody's upset, and I can't do anything to fix it until more people have talking. So they so they're just sort of like super deflated. He looks at all of you, and he was about to ask like again who it is, because this is like a real breach of information that's very important. But he, he does get a read on everything, especially from Snailian. Like, he may not have much empathy, but this bird that is full of anger, and probably bird, does have empathy. And uh, <laughs> He's full of bird? Question mark. He's full of bird. He's full of bird. Genetically, it's, it's a question mark. We're all fascinated How by How many it. birds has he eaten, Mud? <laughs> That's for him to know and you to never find out. Uh, no, <laughs> he gets it. And you see this sort of line of tension across his shoulder and then it sags. And you suddenly see like this guy has been under some sort of pressure and he hasn't actually wanted to be. And he does, despite himself, like you guys, especially Short's kid. And that comment about not having parents, you don't think he didn't hear that? Like, yeah, <laughs> he did. So he stands up. He's already standing up. He faces away from you. And you have this really marvellous scene where you have the last light of the sun laying on the horizon ahead of you with the speeding train. And he's, re he's, he's reduced to a small but somehow imposing silhouette. And his hands are clasped behind his back in a slightly militant stance. He says, what I am about to take, tell you is extremely confidential information. However, as it wasn't a part of that contract, you signed at the start, gives you a pointed look, Charlie, you are under no legal obligation to keep it a secret. 
I can only ask that you do so out of the kindness of your hearts. If not for my benefit, then for the countless other individuals involved and for the countless unknowing masses that would be affected by the truth of what this train truly is. And he turns his head by the slightest degree to look over his shoulder at you guys with nothing but grim sincerity on his face. Do I have your word? Yes. Did the train really do it? And Snailing is like <laughs> devastated because that's all they can gather from what's been said. <laughs> Larry, what do you say? Alright. And Charlie, what do you say? Not making any promises to you this time, but depends on what you say. Can Shorts Kid and Snaily and give him a combined big eyes? Yes. Uh, both of you roll persuasion. Okay. Shorts Kid, you're on disadvantage because Charlie still doesn't trust you. Oh, that's fair. Okay, so um, uh, roll persuasion. Where is that's persuasion? That's a nice anyway. <laughs> that's a really good roll, Snailian. Really nice 19 there. 17 from Shorts Kid. 13. 13 still not bad. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie just like throws his arms up in the air and going fine <laughs> Secret thank separately. you Charlie and then uh, Shorts Kid rushes over and hugs him around the tongue oh. yeah no Charlie can't resist a hug he will He will like grudgingly hug you back and Snailian absolutely starts slowing, slowly coming up and like tugs on Charlie's uh, pants and goes can I come up and give you a head hug and then sit on your head for the story time? And they're like, they're like actually trying to like really be careful to not like force it if he doesn't want to be more than hugged. But, but this is what they want to do. Charlie continues to look grumpy for a second, but then just like scoops Snailian up and just puts them on his shoulder. They absolutely give him a head hug and then and then nestle in for like, you have my word too, I promise. Alien honor. This is wonderful. And uh, because of this scene, you see a small sort of slightly self-satisfied smile just crinkle the edge of the engineer's face before he turns it away. Like, he knew. Like, Charlie, he got you from the start. He knows. <laughs> you pulled the train whistle. After that, he understood. Uh, so I'm gonna take this. I've never tried to deny that Charlie is a softy. He just doesn't like being lied to or betrayed or anything like that. It's completely understandable. And I'm gonna take this like I'm gonna take the scene to the end of it, even though we have technically hit our cutoff point because I can't stop it here, man. We've got to play this, uh, but it shouldn't take too long. Um, so yeah, how about Larry? Are you contributing or are you just sitting being quiet? Um. There is not much for big shows of affection, but he sort of just gives Charlie a nod. Not a verbal apology, but he's trying to get it across. You get a cool guy head nod. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Nice. Charlie kind of like rolls his eyes, but there is the hint of a smile. That's really marvelous. Fair enough. So, yeah, he nods in quiet gratitude that director turns his head back around to look into the sunsets and you have this landscape peeling away around you at dizzying speeds 
as he proceeds to talk. You see, this engine, this taffy train cross-continental, it's not a luxury line. Well, it is, but that's not what it was made for. That's just the cover for what this project is really about. This train is a lifeline, an emergency rescue vehicle on an international scale. At the present time, discounting teleportation, this locomotive is the fastest form of transport within the whole of Anquil. Quite possibly this entire world. He sighs and looks out at the blinding scene ahead. Things are going wrong in Inkwell. Perhaps something is wrong with Inkwell. We don't know. What we don't know, what will happen next. We don't know what will happen next. But what we do know is that it is not getting better. There are those that seem to be determined to stick their heads in the sand and pretend that everything is going to be all right. But there are those of us who have been around long enough to know that we need to prepare for the worst so that if, or rather when, it happens, we'll have a chance of surviving it. He turns side on to you all, a wry smile cutting across his jagged tooth more. Yeah, I might have noticed that this trainer seems a little oversized for a party of passengers as small as yourself. There are a lot of owls on it. And penguins. I'm friends with them. And there's a couple ducks. <laughs> and and Snellian just like absolutely is is taken out of the story to <laughs> Ludwig von Drake is a duck. <laughs> you said multiple <laughs> There's only one known duck. Like Char- like Charlie just kind of slams his like paw over um Short's kid's mouth. Just like, nope, keeping you quiet now. <laughs> keep going, that's keep going legit. with the story, Mr. Mr. Conductor. I don't know who the conductor is. My name's the engineer. <laughs> engineer Thank you. That's exactly I'm how so you pronounce it. And Snailian is like completely flustered in trying to <laughs> protect the three ducks uh the engineer sort of slaps a paw to his face like as this dramatic tension that he'd been building is completely shattered (laughs) and he says under his breath oh it was those three i should have known (laughs) anyway getting back to the point this train is a wee bit oversized for such a small company of passengers and uh, your minds collectively drift to the multi-story staff car, the vast library, the swimming pool of a bathhouse, and so on. And he turns around to face you properly. If a disaster strikes, if a town needs to be evacuated, or there are a large number who are injured who need to be taken to our location that is better suited to tending their needs, we can get them there in hours. At full capacity, this train can house more than a thousand people. And even the farthest stretch of line, from the Independent Isles to the Ducktail Peninsula, can be crossed within 24 hours. This train is able to defend itself from external attacks in a multitude of ways. And every member of staff is expertly trained in first aid. Yes, it is a luxury locomotive, but those luxuries were not designed with the comfort of the elite and the rich in mind. But for the physical aid, mental recuperation, and rapid relocation of those who need it most in the direst times. Have you got any questions? 
snail and has absolutely teared up like and they're like they're like definitely cartoony crying right now because it's so nice and they're doing this wonderful thing and they're doing it for people who need it and they love this train how could they have ever accused this train of murder they rescind that fully it's they're they're literally patting the ground because this is such a nice train for good things. Actually, Snailian, you you realize why uh, Vudlik and the engineer were kind of like upset that you even suggested that this train would have murdered someone because it's for completely the opposite reason that it was made. Formally and fully apologize to the. Like, Charlie will have softened quite a fair bit um, at the whole, like, okay, no, we're, we're here to try and help many, many people's problems, which is something that Charlie very much agrees with. So, like, he's uh, he's definitely nodding along and kind of, like, like, looking away, but in the whole, okay, thinking seriously about what's been said sort of, sort of way. Harry tilts his head to the side and says... So you thought the best way to get this train big pub- publicity is to stage a murder on it? <laughs> I think that was just for his movie thing. The engineer points at Short's just kid saying. and says, I, oh, he's got me banged to rights. No, this, this was not okayed by my employer. I've got to make my living my way. And uh, it seemed like a, a way of passing the time. Also, I'm sure he would come around, you know, this is good advertising, having a movie starring his uh, his beautiful locomotive. But uh, I should probably explain a, a little further. It's been a vast collaborative effort, laying the line, building this engine, making all international arrangements and arrangements to allow it to cross borders, and all the while keeping everybody quiet. I work in movies, so I'm used to confidentiality contracts, but I... And he pinches the bridge of his beak? I guess it's his beak? Under the brim of his hat, as if the thought of this is enough to summon a headache he's been having for years. But something on this scale? Old Scrumacodger might have been around the block a wee bit longer than I have, but this is beyond anything I've experienced in over 40 years of movie business. I'm not even sure I wholly agree with them keeping it a secret, but... See, the feeling was, with the high-ups and all, that to reveal the true function of this railway would cause a panic, would make this train a symbol of ill omen rather than one of hope, and it must be a symbol of hope. What Inkle needs most right now is proof that we can work together, that we can not only survive, but thrive together. That is why I wanted to make a movie where strangers, such as yourself, were brought together under unfavourable circumstances and could work together to overcome it. And he looks slightly shamefaced, but at the same time kind of stubborn and not resenting the fact that he wanted to make that. This train is that proof of hope. It's more important than ever that I continue to make movies for this exact same reason. But to secure and celebrate and celebrate the completion of this train's concept is the reason I am here. Yes, Scrooge McCordia asked me to do it, and I had little ground 
to refuse him. He puts this in a begrudging way that you can't help but wonder about. But I am the engineer driving this train and keeping it and my passengers safe in whatever way I can is my highest priority right now. And in a wonderfully cinematic moment, the sun finally slips down under the earth and the cabin is flooded with a brilliant shade of violent magenta light that catches the feathers around his face in a beautiful, eerie fashion. He takes a second to pause and actually looks openly at all of you and there are no... There's no deceit. There's no acting here. He is just a guy who's talking to you. I owed you an explanation, I, but I hope you can forgive me for not offering an apology. Charlie, are you okay with that? And 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 Snailian continues. You don't have to keep playing if you don't want to. But I, and they slowly pull out the hat. And and they don't even like yet offer it up, but they just hold it out while they're still on Charlie's shoulder and say, "I kept your hat because I had my own gift, and we we could keep playing if you're okay with it." Aristalian is so adorable. <laughs> Stalian is going to save the world. <laughs> and Charlie kind of just like looks over at Stalian for a sec looks back at the engineer and just, like... You're gonna take that- you're gonna take that contract of mine. And you're gonna chuck in the furnace over there. And we're gonna forget that I ever signed that fucking thing. That pecking thing. <laughs> Good job. Um, uh, Short's kid raises their hand. Aye, laddie, what can I do for you? Um, uh... Snatcher's contracts don't Bird. Mr. Grabby. Mr. You didn't have contract. to tell him that! And he clamps his hand over your face because he was about to chuck Ow. it in the furnace and just, like, not say that. <laughs> I just, I want to be truthful because, like, he doesn't like people to lie and I did hit him and that was wrong. So, oh. um, Mr. Grabby's contract don't burn and they don't go away until you fulfilled them. So, um, you have to finish the movie but we can all be honest that it's a movie now. And uh, otherwise, you kind of... Um, and then they look away and very quietly lose your soul. Charlie, oh, well done, Shorts Kid. You have now regained Charlie's trust. <laughs> um, <laughs> Charlie's just like, well, I was gonna do that anyway. I just didn't want my name on any pieces of paper, you know? The engineer breathes a huge sigh of relief. And he says, well, you've still got work to do. And I want to see the best possible conclusion to my movie and your journey possible. And with that, we're going to stop because I cannot think of a better place to stop. And we have run over by 15 minutes. That was oh, great. One... Oh, one more. One, <laughs> one more. Wait, we've got Larry. Uh, for, for Larry to end on. Yes. I have one last question. I Go on. You convince Moves to be the villain of your movie. <laughs> <laughs> the engineer looks absolutely thrilled with you and uh he says well maybe i'll be able to disclose that to you after you uh, have prop 
happily solved the entire mystery. And at this point, we will cut. Because, yeah, he's not going to tell you that yet. <laughs> they all jump into the air. It's a freeze frame. Yeah! <laughs> Please <Celia cut>. absolutely <coughs> replaces the hat on Charlie's head. They, they, they put it on Charlie's head after Charlie has agreed. Marvellous. And yeah. I have to say, MVP Kai for playing despite... Despite being ill with the thing that we shall not name, because like, holy cow! We was... just call it the plague. The plague. It's the plague. Yeah. I've just Kai the has plague. the plague and plague so despite it. So... I am so sorry for Charlie just going rogue like that. No, it was, it was no, that, that, was, that, was, dude, that was good shit. Good. That was... did character shit. Yeah, you made really my good. eight-year-old apologize. No, no, it was absolutely <laughs> perfect. And I was, as you oh. can see, like I had already drawn that scene, so I was like, please let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay i'm gonna stop recording now and let you all go and i'm gonna eat my dinner uh thank you all this was marvelous we'll figure out when we're playing another game uh i mean we can do it in two weeks like usual or because of unusual circumstances we may be able to play it sooner but we'll talk about that in uh in chat food 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 food, food, food. food. okay or i will be upset at you okay i need goodbye. to go make dinner as well so i'm gonna stop recording I now i haven't eaten yet so Okay. Everybody was so, so amazing. Everybody was so good. Oh my god. Uh, Thank you. We wrapped it up and now everyone is friends again. Yes. Yay. It was perfect. All right. Bye, everyone. Gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 bye.